The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. on instagram yesterday and it was like miyazaki things associated with your sign i got cat bus yesterday and i was like okay that's appropriate and then julia was moro which i was like oh yeah i can see that moro yeah the um the wolf from Mononoke. oh yes yeah oh my god how could i yeah how could i forget that yeah the mother wolf I'm literally i'm wearing princess Mononoke pjs <laughs> are you yep you don't find them many places i where did you have to order them no, I found them at the mall. Might have been at like Fye. That I, makes I, sense. I remember Fye would definitely have yeah. some shit like that. Box lunch too. Box, oh, box lunch box is great. Lunch yeah, today. yeah. Ah, uh, so good. I, I remember seeing it, and I saw, and I said to myself, "If I don't get this now, I'm never going to see this again." Pro, yeah, so I might as well just get it. There's sometimes it, it's nothing that. crazy. It's just like some, um, some. Japanese signs like uh whatever they're um, whatever it says. Yeah. And um and then the mask. Okay. Smart. Okay. Yeah, I love that fucking mask. What's your favorite Mononoke or not Mononoke? Uh Miyazaki. Mononoke, but without it a doubt. Mononoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's There's a depth to that movie. I love there's the so many too. there's so many damn layers to that movie. And it's so dark. It's just unapologetically dark the entire time. And it and it's just it's so good. Spirited Away is definitely top three. But like I just Mononoke is so fucking good. So yeah. it was the first time I saw a cartoon and it shocked me. It was so good. And like that said something because I was already getting into some dark shit as a kid, and then when I saw that, and it was like giving me nightmares. But but something about it, like it gave me nightmares. But I was like, I have to watch it again. Like I want to see it again. Like, yeah, it was that damn good. It's just, yeah, I love that movie. That is one of my. Fa- I think for me, it's got to go. It's got to go. Princess Mononoke, Castle in the Sky, Spirited Away. Yeah, I could see that. And I'll be honest, House Moving Castle might take one of the top three spots, but it's I have such sentimental value to Spirited Away Mm -hmm. in Castle in the Sky. So of course, and then of course Princess Mononoke, but Princess Mononoke, it's awesome. On shout out to Tyler because he said the movie's too slow. The dialogue is so slow. Or no, no, it was it was quiet or something like that. He said because mm. he was like, 
Because he said he tried watching it and it was too quiet or something. But then, he, but I was like, but you watched House Moving Castle. He's like, yeah, they started doing it in that too. And I started getting pissed. But I, I, I sat through it and I enjoyed it a lot. It's just like, you suck. In between. <laughs> Love you, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> on shout out. On like shout out. Shout out. <laughs> um, so there was Grave of the Fireflies. I just looked up the order. Yeah. Grave oh, of the Fireflies. Yeah. Makes me cry every time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it was Grave of the Fireflies, and then the next big hit was Porco Rosso. Porco Rosso. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. after Porco Rosso was um, Princess Mononoke. So I think genuinely people were pissed that they put out Grave of the Fireflies, and then a few years later they were like, here's this guy, here's this big this guy, <laughs> and then they brought back the dark theme because you don't see it in the later stuff. I yeah. mean, even Castle, in, yeah. Castle in the Sky, as much as it is dark, it's more just action. Yeah. Yeah, and it's only certain moments that are dark, too, you know? Like, sure, the end of Princess Mononoke does end all happy and everything like that, but, like, just even the colors in Princess Mononoke at the time are just... Yeah. Everything is just so dark and everything. Yeah. And yeah, and in Castle in the Sky, there's a couple scenes like um when that castle is getting burned down. Yeah. Um there's really Even the, that one, but the jet scene in the beginning. The jet scene. That's true, yeah, and she Jesus and she falls like thousands of feet. Spirited away as a few things. Like the the parents getting turned into pigs at the beginning is the the way they do that. That always gets creepy. in yeah. gets in your head a little yeah. bit. The zipper uh, across yeah. the mouth when she does that that always messes with me. Really? It, yeah, I just I never liked that motion of her just being able to do that and like her just fighting with her lips like the way she does it. Like it, it that always is just <laughs> so unsettling to me. Um, it's such a good movie, but then like even the themes they have, like it being a bathhouse and like traditionally it would be like sex workers being in, in that environment, the no face concept of like her constantly trying to buy her off, even though like it's not so so in your face, like that's not, that's not a big thing, but still it's like those undertones within it. Yeah. Even the... I mean, even the bathhouse scene is a little freakish. Yeah. You get to, like... Uh, uh, when No him. Face is the monster, like that huge... Yeah, that, that's ugh. creepy. Just yeah. the gluttony of the yeah, whole scene. Yeah, yeah. It's so so unsettling. unsettling. The first time I ever showed Julie that, um, she was like... I think it was the first Miyazaki I got her to watch because it's the easiest for people to like kind of go down the rabbit hole with. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and when we were done, I was like, what did you think? She's like, that was weird. I go, yeah, well, what did you think? She goes, it was weird. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. But then two days later, I was on uh, Twitter and uh, I was, it shows like the likes other people have every once in a while. And she had liked a meme that was, um, J- Jahiro, uh, the mouse of the bird, and no face, and then Bernie Sanders sitting next to them <laughs> when that was a meme. And I was like, oh, okay. So you're like, you get it now. Yeah. Like, now yeah. you start to get like these different references. So, like, she likes that one. And then I showed her Totoro next. And Ew. immediately, once I did that, she was like, okay, like, I yeah. see, I see what Fucking this world is. I love now. my neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. I love it. I just showed Ben the other day. I went to the thrift I don't know, a couple months ago and found it was like, 
handmade, obviously, a little yeah. clay pot, and someone painted on it the characters of My Neighbor Totoro. Oh, it's so cute. And it's definitely done by someone under the age of 12. <laughs> that or they're just not artistically inept, but they were um, – they like sign their name on the bottom and everything and i was like i have to pick this up it's so cute it's so janky but it's so cute it's like you don't find things like that that's from the heart yeah when you see stuff like that that's from the heart right someone took the time and decided that they were going to do that whether it was like a school project or whatever but they took the time to like that's what they thought of to do right that's cute you don't find that at the thrift you don't no no not at all stupid tchotchke stuff (laughs) I know. It's rare to find those types of things. Now, I know this is a strange question, but out of all the movies, are there is there any, like, little moment in the movie that stands out to you guys? Like, it could be any of them. Um, The entirety of Grave of the Fireflies. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys seen that? I have not. That's the, that's one I haven't seen. That's what I, I saw it, but that. a long time ago, so it's been a while since. <sighs> I haven't. I don't so recommend going back, but it's... <laughs> I mean... There's so many like scenes, but I think I was telling you the most pivotal one is in um <sighs> it's not Castle in the Sky because I did this last time. So many damn Oh Miyazaki um movies. House Moving Castle. Thank you. Yes, House Moving Castle. No. No, not that one? The it is Castle in the Sky. I lied. Oh, okay. I lied. <laughs> Castle in the Sky with the Oh with the, the robots robot people. The stand- okay, yeah. When they um when they're like and they stay so long that like the trees overgrew. On oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. Mm-hmm. Like that. Nausicaa. Nausicaa. Nausicaa is is the one I was thinking of when you guys were talking about Castle in the Sky. Okay. Okay. Or no. Yeah, you guys are talking about Mononoke. Okay, I made a reference. No, you're fine. <laughs> about Nausicaa. Nausicaa is the first one they did. Okay, I see. Okay. That one's. Have you seen that one? I don't know if I have. I don't think so. I've seen. What have I seen? House Moving Castle, Spirited Away, Princess Mononoke, My Neighbor Totoro, Ponyo, um, um, just one other one. Uh, something Earwig, that new one they made. Oh, um. Yeah. I can't remember the name of that one. It's like Little Earwig or something like that. You never saw the, uh, the cat returns or whatever that one. No, was? I've seen I've seen like clips of that, and I've I've never really. Seen that movie. Yeah, that's shocking that you haven't seen that. Is one. Is that one me. good? I it's good, but I feel like that's one of the ones people also know a little bit more too. Like if they're like if some people are naming obscure ones, that's usually the first mm-hmm. one that pops up. I feel like okay when people are talking gotcha. about things. Yeah, I don't know. And do Kiki's, Kiki's, Kiki's. Yeah. Kiki's. Oh my god, I love Kiki's delivery service. That's a good one. That used to be. Oh my god, this just ages me so much. Um, that's why I love doing Eat Sleep List with Matt because we're like two years apart, but he's oh, older. Yeah. So like we both are like, oh yeah, this from our childhood, this from our childhood. <laughs> Back in the day, um, on the Pokemon videotapes that you would get. Like for the original 150, like the Indigo oh, League. Oh, yeah. At the very end, there would always be like three specific ads. I can't remember what the first one was for, but it was for an anime. The second one was for the show called Kimba, which was this lion. Yes. Um, and then Kiki's would always be like an ad that they had Aww. afterwards, yeah. too. So, like, all those three, I remember 
being in regular rotation for the ads at the end of Pokemon, and that's why we have so many anime nerds now. <laughs> because I they saw that it. and they were like, oh, Wait, let's get even was it deeper. On, yeah. TV or was it on VHS? On VHS. Okay. I'm on just, VHS, those same that. ads. What was the other? What was the other one? Yeah, we had a ton of VHSs. Man, that was. I don't know if we ever had those specific ones, like owning them. Though I don't think I ever owned one of those because they would always have three episodes. God, it always sucked. It's times times before streaming were the worst times. Yeah. Thank God we live in the age we live in because <laughs> just having to grab a video and be like, have I seen these episodes of Pokemon? Have I seen these ones? Have I seen yeah. these ones? And just piecing together the things team. you've seen and haven't seen from everywhere. I saw the first episode I ever saw, he got his fifth badge. And like, <laughs> so it was like, it, it was everywhere. It's it was not all what over he's the place. Surge, is it? No, fifth is. Uh, Celadon City? Jesus. I think no, Cel- Celadon is... Whatever, whichever one is the grass gym. Because most of, that's like... He, Ash really doesn't earn anything in the Indigo League. And that's why he shouldn't have one in the end. Like, he really... He doesn't. <laughs> he wins... Um, He wins against... Brock. Brock, kind by- of. <laughs> Brock, Brock by submission... Basically, like <laughs> sprinklers went out. He went. That was my chance. Yeah, the, yeah literally, the sprinkler sister system kind of saved him, and then his guilt saved him. So Brock gave him the badge anyway, and the Brock Dude. comes with him. So there's obviously some bias there. Um, the shows made it so hard to play the actual game. Like the biggest example, fucking Yu Gi Oh. They would pull shit yeah. out of their ass in the episode. Like, they would be like, well, because the moon is in 43, position 43, and <laughs> that the stars have aligned in the right way. Now I can summon I, my Gaia, the fierce knight, <laughs> and he'll have 10,000 attack boost him. And, and yeah, Kaiba that the shit whole time made no is like, Yugi, you can't do that. <laughs> shit made no sense at all. And then he's the like, I'm going to attack you first turn. You can't do that. He's like, I don't care. I'm Yugi. <laughs> they had 2,000 life points for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, and you had 8,000 when you played like anything else. Any you had 2,000 when you're doing that. Why did they do it? I remember like. They probably realized how long the episode would actually when, be. When, when he faces Mako Tsunami and he has his stone soldier go to attack and destroy the yeah, moon. Destroy. You, you can't, can't do, do that. that. You can't actually you can't do, do that. that. That's bullshit. That's not a thing. They never did that shit. They never once did that shit. Another big one for me is when uh, he's fighting that guy that has like all the shadows and all the monsters and everything. Oh, and he breaks uh, the the floating castle. castle, But the castle doesn't fall, but it's only because he has swords (laughs) revealing light and the swords are holding up the castle. (laughs) What kind of bullshit is that? That makes no sense. This board is reflecting what the cards do. Like what cards? It's all about this. It made no sense. <sighs> it it really made it, another Yu Gi Oh on TV made zero sense. Another big one for me. This may not be the same for a lot of people, but in the second season when um they're going through the city and everything like that, and uh 
Yugi first encounters Cypher the sl- the Sky Dragon. Oh, I knew dude, you were going to bring that one dude, up. Dude, Revival Jam, you need to spend like a thousand life points in order to fucking keep using it like that. And he just keeps using it. <laughs> beats him with the life jam. Like, no, no, he doesn't. Yeah, no, well, Yugi flips it on him, but it's like. What? And then the way Yugi flips it on, it still doesn't make sense. It's like, what? I know, because then you get to the DS games we played, you're like, oh, Life Jam costs so much to you. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, I'm like, what? And and the only way he won was because the opponent ran out of cards. I'm like, that is the lamest way to fucking win. (laughs) Really? Oh my god, I ran out of cards. What is that? You're uh, fucking... What's that guy's name? Um, Merrick. Merrick. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Hey, Merrick. Merrick's a cool um, villain. Merrick was it, cool. If they actually made him like an actual... If it wasn't a kid's show, he would actually be a menace. Yeah, 100%. He would actually yeah. be 100%. a fucking menace. Because they have... <laughs> They do uh, the manga because I was so I was so into it as a kid. Really? Yeah. Oh, the yeah, manga is yeah. super dark for no reason. It's at all. so dark. It is actually dark. Like the one scene where um, Kaiba and Yugi fight each other before heading into the final area. On the in the show, he's like, if you he stands on the edge and he's like, if you attack me. The bat, the backlash might, you know, make me drift away and fall <laughs> off of this ledge. And Yugi's all conflicted, like I can't do it, you know. Um, but in the show, in the book, he straight up is like, "You'll have to slit my throat, Yugi." <laughs> it's yeah. just like what? <laughs> and you know what? I'm all for fucking Yami because he was like, "Let's go, let's do it." And Yugi was like, "No, no, settle down. We can't go just <laughs> killing people." And it had to be the reasonable one. I love Kaiba. I do. Um, but yeah, in in the um, in the manga, they do this. Uh, they do it where they go back in the past at one point. Okay. So it's like Yami, that other half of Yugi. He's the pharaoh, and like he's seeing all his subjects and everything like that. But Merrick shows up too, and is literally. Just, oh, no, is it? No, it's not Merrick. It's Bakura, this guy. Bakura is a menace. Yeah, he's weird. (laughs) He literally goes left and right just slaughtering people. Yeah. Just slaughtering them. For no reason at all. No reason. Just just to fucking do it. And in the show, they have it where instead he's just like, um, like... Sending them to the shadow realm and like yeah. their mind is gone. Well, I think that's the thing with Yu Gi Oh! too. Like when I watched it as a kid, mm-hmm. I watched it for the action mm. because you didn't get a lot of shows that were as much as Pokemon is about action. It is, yeah. It has a plot. Yu Gi Oh! does too, mm. but the show is all action. Yes. That's all that they really pushed. That's very true. If they added all the little shit, there's no way they would have got such a young audience. Oh, no way. No way. way. Absolutely not. Like, going back, I would love, I haven't watched Yu Gi Oh! in 
probably it's a decade. actually such a fire show. <laughs> it so is, but it drags now. It drags. It does. It's ten episodes to do. But there's like they have like that Dragon Ball thing. Yes. Oh my god. Dragon Ball will drag the same thing out for six episodes. Where you're like, why is this taking so long? This could have been done already. Shout out to the episode of What's Going On where I explain the entire lore and like. 30 minutes. That was hilarious. It might have been 40, but... <laughs> for what? It was kind Dragon of impressive Ball. for Dragon Ball. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so simple. Um, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting that our podcast is not called What's Going oh, On. Oh, yeah. That was going <laughs> to be That me was going to be your name. That was going to be... So Jenna and I didn't have an idea at first for the pod, mm. and we were just going to do, like, banter. But I was mm. like, mm, let's do something specific so that we don't, like, lose... Yeah, we both have like half a brain cell combined. So I was like, we're <laughs> not going to have any ideas. Us. Yeah, but you guys have ideas. You have games and stuff. And I, I knew that if I like put forth effort towards something I actually cared about, like topics I'm interested in, then I would, I would be more willing to do it. But if we ever, I still want to do merch for like our sect of like the podcast, and yeah. we have this quote yeah. from one of our episodes with Tyler on it, where we were talking about something. And, uh, and Ben said something. Of, uh, Tyler said that Ben has one brain cell. And Ben was like, yeah, well, you have two or something like that. And then <laughs> Tyler was uh, he's trying to Dude, say I something back and it. he stuttered through it. <laughs> and we we all just started laughing. And I go, what was that? And he goes, I think one the one brain cell just killed the other. And I want that as one of our shirts. <laughs> I think one brain cell just killed the other because I it's the perfect it. summation of it's both so our shows. <laughs> that is so, I so totally good. forgot about that. That is so <laughs> funny. I want to make art. Oh. I want to make the art Ooh. for that shirt of a brain cell killing the other. You should. <laughs> I would love it. All right. That would yeah. be great. That would be great. Um, we're, we've been deep in a conversation, so I just want to slate real quick. Welcome yeah. to episode 114 of Your Average Ordinary. I'm Dan. I'm Ben. And we're, we're the, the Torres, Torres Brothers. brothers. Um, we have a guest today, obviously, as you've heard. Um, she is one of our newer friends here at the network. She is one half of the Hear Me Out podcast with Jenna Manasani. Um, both very, very talented individuals and a very fun show to listen to. Um, you can currently catch her with Ben over at the Christmas Rose at the Starry Night Theater. Ooh. Elena is with us today on the podcast. Hi, guys. Hi. We've already been like vibing anyway but it's i always like to take that second just in case to be like are be, do people yeah. know no, we're doing the show right now are they aware that we're aware that yeah, we're doing here. it no no my hands throw them away threw i can't hands. believe the Where's hands the are back one? yeah hang on you were hiding them from me this entire time on purpose. <laughs> oh yeah, he did. He did it I the other day too. Around, yeah, and he'll he'll just come up to you and touch you with it. It's like <laughs> I don't know what we were doing, but he put it on my face. I thought it was his finger, and I turned around. I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" <laughs> he did it to Nat too, and Nat was like, yep. "What the fuck? You got small hands to put on the no? <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Just, just one hand to put on the hand. I hate it <laughs> so much." I'm dabbing him up. Oh no, Ben! <laughs> come on, man. That's sorry. I enabled that. That's my tiny hand. That's I. I get it. <laughs> I I kind of love it, but I can't at the same time. I actually morally love... against Ooh, yeah. everything I stand <laughs> for. But so hand on hand crime. 
How was opening weekend? It's been good. good. It's been good. I'll be honest. Um, our best crowd was Thursday. They yeah. were just very responsive and very into it. Um, Thursday and Friday were, or um, Friday and Saturday were good. They were good crowds. They were just very quiet, mm-hmm. so it was kind of hard to tell if they enjoyed it or not, and yeah. everything like that. Especially yesterday. Shout out Nick because he's the best. He was laughing at all these jokes, but he was like the only one laughing. It was that's the worst. Feeling was, like that. people are like ha 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 ha, but he was like ah. Like he was really into it. You they know? have a cackle that's like deafening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they're in the audience, you know. Yes. Like you know that. You just know that it's them. There. That's and yeah. uh, it's Trevor's. Trevor plays Jed and yes, the show. yes, yes. Um, Trevor. It's Trevor's partner, and um, we're backstage, and Don goes, "Yeah, I hope we get some laughs tonight and some, you know, because the first night people were just chattering, yeah. not not like talking, talking, but." every reference to all through the night they got mm. so they're like going back and forth oh, and being, so yeah that's yeah. that's the thing it was good chattering but it's also kind of like it's like okay right, we're guys. doing this here yeah like, just let it be mm-hmm. yeah um but don goes yeah i hope we get some laughs whatever and then <laughs> trevor goes well nick's in the audience and everyone in the back just goes oh yay yeah. like at least we'll have something yeah I, I always enjoy those days when you have one person you could definitely count on to oh, know yeah. that they're going to be. Absolutely. Um, Paul McGinnis is really good with that. Like when Paul McGinnis is in the audience, Paul's, you know yeah, because you know his Paul's laugh there. is so distinct. Yep. Yeah. And I have a friend named Sam, Sam Crystals. Uh, shout out, Sam. Um, I went to college with her and like we're both in the theater scene together. Whenever she's in a room, you can tell because she has the most distinct laugh you've ever heard. And it's so, she laughs so hard and it's so infectious too. So like anytime she's anywhere and I hear her laugh, I'm like, thank God she's here. I get that. Mm -hmm. Carla saw the show last night. Oh, nice. Carla. Yeah. Carla, I could hear Carla's laugh too. Yeah. That's what it was. I'll be laughing. There was a scene Elena does and Carla started laughing. Dude, I'm sitting on stage like, I can't. I, I'm gonna start laughing too. It's the same thing. Carla just has such an infectious laugh. That I was just the like, worst I can't, feeling. I can't do this yeah. right now. Shout it's, out Carla. She's the best. Yeah. I don't have. I'm trying to think if that's ever happened where like an audience laugh has made me oh, like get thrown off. That's never happened to me. But DJ has this hilarious story. He'll have to tell it on the pod. Um, but the one time. Oh, there was I shoot I forget what show it was, but there's this one scene that the night before there was like a ton of laughs and everything like that. So they were gonna not play into it, but you know try to go for it. Again. Oh yeah, and um, <clears throat> so <laughs> they do the scene, and it's dead silent <laughs> except for one person laughing. Who is Ryan in the audience? Oh, that's and incredible. he's doing that stupid, he's doing his he stupid does. Ryan laugh. <laughs> so I, I, you know what? DJ's just like, get me off of this. He's definitely stage. told that story before, and oh, I can't yeah. remember what oh, yeah. it was. But like, that is so funny. <laughs> it was so, and it's just, it's such a classic Ryan thing to do. You know, that's definitely a shout very Ryan, Ryan so thing. Shout out, shout out Ryan. I know we need to have like we need to have those guys back on here. 
Peterson too because they just provide the best. Did I ever tell you? Oh, I think I have, but I can't remember. Um, the one everybody does like the one thing on stage to go for a laugh when they shouldn't. Oh, the asking for tea. Yeah. Yes, you've told me that. But well, like, have you heard that story? The asking for tea. Well, story? that's yes, yeah, yeah. So that's. That's definitely a thing. Like always, ask, like always, ask for the tea. Never go for the laugh. Like always, just play the moment or do that. Yeah. yeah. But I was in a, sh- I was in a show, God, like seven years ago now, maybe. Uh, called Peter and the Star Catcher, and it was oh. it's the origin story to Peter Pan. I don't yeah. know if you're familiar with it at all. It was so much fun, so so much fun. I had seen it at um, the Shaw Festival earlier that year and or or a couple years prior and their version was incredible yeah it's one of the best shows i've ever seen yeah um and ours we got the chance to do a musical fair um i got cast in as prentice i was super happy um at one point we were doing the rap battle between um black stash and uh whatever the um captain's name is like the slag captain or whatever i think it's slag or something like that um but i kind of emceed it in the and we were doing a hamilton thing with it oh nice so this show had kind of gotten out of hand in general with just the adding things in that we shouldn't have and i was really trying not to play into it but the one day it was like on tuesday or wednesday it was one of like the early week shows and my friend goes you know it'd be really funny and, and and I always, ever since then, you never, you never go for that. You never, ever, ever. Whether it's actually funny or it's not, you don't add it in. You just right. don't do it. Right. And I was like, I was like, what's on your mind? He and he goes, when you do the, when you're facing them off, and like you break them up for them to go, like the ref. If you did like an, are you ready? And it, are you ready to uh, Anthony? And then pulled it back and did the rocks it doesn't matter if you're ready oh because that's a like and i got that too i'm a massive pro wrestling fan i 100 percent. it doesn't matter if you're ready um so we get to that i was like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do that tonight i'm gonna get it. uh so we get to that scene and i get there i go are you ready are you ready and i pull back it doesn't matter if you're ready dead Oh, are you kidding me? Dead. But this is, you got to remember though, I'm not playing to the right audience. I'm playing to people mostly 50 and older here who are not going to get that reference. No one on stage has any idea that that's coming. Dead. And I just remember like just feeling that like, Ugh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like okay yeah. not having even um because it, it was um steve cops and anthony alcacer who are both incredible um yeah. performers and, and anthony the next day <laughs> i i saw him, he goes so dad i go oh, no. yeah he goes that was uh it was interesting last night and i go yeah and i explained it and he was like He's like, totally get it. And he told me this story about something similar that had happened when he was doing hair. So he's like, I totally get it. He's yeah. like, it's something you just learn from a move on. But Steve Cops, God bless him. He goes, he's also a massive wrestling fan. He goes, 
uh, afterwards, he was like, honestly, if we were on stage, I would have laughed my ass off Aww, at that. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I at least got one of you yeah. with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's but you just you never so you never added it. Oh, <laughs> you never man. do it. No, nope. it's just not worth. Oh whatever. man, I'm gonna be so self conscious of that now. It's not even like it, it, in rehearsal processes and things. It's not bad, but when when you're just when you're already in something and you do something else. Yeah. And, and you know what? The more I've been in the industry, the more I hate that now too. Where yeah, it's like you'll pick up on it. I I. I did a show uh, last year with somebody who would change certain things on me every single night. Call him out, and I was, and I did, <laughs> I did. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna call her out on no, her. not on I'm the not pod, gonna call but, her. but I did. Good, I did, and they're like even. But this is her address. This is no, <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, no, but I, I called it out the one day when it was way too much, but then. There was this joke that that was within it about um, them hooking up or like the best sex they've ever had with somebody or whatever. And it was this specific name that was written in the script. And she kept changing it to like be someone else, whether it be someone you know in the audience, someone she think would be funny, that like the name was. And um, I remember our director had told her not to do that. And then when the writer came in to Ooh. see it, she asked the writer, and the writer said it was okay. So she didn't like the answer that she got from the director, so she went over the director's head to the writer and got clearance from the writer. So because of that, it's like the director's hands are tied in that moment. But wow. then the last day... Hang on, hang on. Fuck that, man. Right. The director... The director is the one fucking that, putting it on, not the writer. That's how I. That's how I feel too. The but fuck? like, yeah. but like, that's it, insane. I, that's... Yeah, and I'm not even. I can't. I can't fault uh, the writer for it too, because it's no. I I understand that because you know he views it as his writing. You know. So. Well, yeah, and it's and it's he's like... he's a good guy too. It's it's Jeff Good who uh, oh. was the guy who wrote American Dragon Jake Law. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So he, uh, it, it, like, I couldn't fault that. But then I remember the last day. In that scene, she used the director's name in that moment. And I was like, I would hate that if I was the director right now. You'd be black. I would hate that. I would hate that. That's... Why would you put me on the spot like that? That's ridiculous. And, and I get maybe, you know, different preferences for different people. But I, I like when people give me things, I like to present the material people gave me. Right. The best way I can. Because that's your challenge as an actor. Yes. If you were doing anything you wanted, there'd be no script for it. Yep. You have to have like a specific layout for certain things when mm -hmm. it comes down to it. Absolutely. But um, yeah, overall, it was such a good experience with that show. But any time yeah. that happens, like I've been on both ends of it, obviously. Yeah. But you learn, you grow from those things. Yes. It's yeah. it's the obnoxious things that you have to stay away from really. Yeah. 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 Do you have any scenes you guys have had to like improv right on stage in that <gasps> oh, second? All the time. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. One immediately comes to mind. So in high school, um I, I said this the other day. I've never been in an ensemble. So mm -hmm. I've never had to deal with just being on stage and not having any responsibility. I've always since freshman year, I've mm -hmm. always had a lead. 
which is I hate it. But <laughs> yeah, it's it's always a lot of pressure. It's so much, and that's what made me change my major. I was going to go for musical theater, and I was like, I'm so depressed, I can't do this. <laughs> I get it. Um, so my junior year, we're in the Kennys, and um, we did Sister Act. Um, I was Mother Superior, so she has this whole solo by herself. She's in her office and whatever, and then the phone rings, and she's getting a call saying, like, Dolores is going to be taken out of your convent, and she's like, awesome. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, I had a box on stage, which was supposed to be Dolores' things. The box is next to the desk, and the desk is very narrow, and the chair doesn't move very well, and I'm in full, like mother superior garb yeah. so i have to be very careful with how i move because i don't have much leg room oh and i'm wearing this i look like an egg i'm wearing that like full face and cover oh yeah, yeah. so i have like i have no peripheral no nothing i look like an egg oh that's, my God. that's the best way to describe it though like I think, I think there's a picture of me as a pigeon for some reason oh but God. it 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 encapsulates exactly how i felt so oh um God. i'm on stage Kenny adjudicators are there. Oh boy. Thank God they nominated me after what happened. I'm I got nominated for lead actress that year. I went to the Kenny's boot camp and they talked about it at the boot camp. That's so awesome. I'm on really? stage. Yeah, they were like joking about it. Oh, um, okay, okay. Uh oh, what's her name? Carlisle. I can't think of her name, but it's the Carlisle <laughs> Lipke Foundation, and she was there. Oh, she was like, Oh, oh okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know so she goes. How did you not – oh, so I, I answer the phone. I go, hello? Empty box. There's nothing in it. Foot straight through the box. Straight through the box. Like not even like I'm like stable in the box, but like foot through the no. box and my foot disappears. So I have no stability on that leg. I'm, I go like down on a knee and I'm like still on the phone and I go, Whew. yeah, what's up? <laughs> yeah, what's up as a mother superior? I literally, I, I went backstage and I, I don't know if I like punched a wall or just screamed, but That's I was hilarious. so mad that I said, yeah, what's up as Mother Superior? Audience what's laughed. <laughs> I was so thankful. But she goes, when I was, you had to do prepare two solos for the boot camp for mm. the Jimmy auditions and stuff. Mm. And um, the song I did was the solo from, because it was the only solo. And she goes, yeah, just, you know, try not to get too clumsy with it this time. And I was like, what? And she goes, what? And they all started laughing. And I guess that was like one of the highlights. I was like, no kidding. I oh, almost that's kind of amazing. Threw up on spot. I was like, <laughs> there's no way you guys remember that. Yeah, and they but, said, well, we recorded that night. And I'm like, mm, oh awesome. my God. Such a, and like, the Kennys are such a big deal too. Yeah. Um, like, where if you do a really good Jimmy audition, you're going places with yep. things like you're coming out with an agent mm -hmm. from yeah. those things. Like, I, I don't know if you know, I'm one of the adjudicators for the Kennys now. I did. Mm -hmm. I did see that. And it's, we're changing up the whole program. We've got so many of them now and so many from different disciplines of theater so that we have people who specialize in certain areas how it should coming be. yeah exactly how it should be. so it's that that is so meaningful the fact that like you even you got the nomination and went off of that oh, and could go to the cool. camp that's that is super cool that's such a good thing to come from that moment i yeah i was like this is it this is like I really thought that <clears throat> I wasn't going to get 
any sort of nomination. I got into area all state for the first time by um, improvising Italian, which was insane. Oh, because I was doing a level five uh, tenor solo for Nisma, and I hadn't prepared nearly as well as I should have. Yeah, and I went up on the whole second verse. There were two verses I went up on the whole second verse, but I hit every single note I was supposed to hit with it. So like I was just making up bullshit Bullshit, and just hitting. And she even, she commented on it right after uh, the accompanist left the room. She was like, she's like, so you definitely went up there. She's like, but you kept going and you kept moving and like, that's impressive. And then I nailed the sight reading. So it was, that's all they care about. It it saved my score for that. And then I got in uh, to area the next year off of it. Nice. But those moments like kind of test you. (laughs) They do. I, I did the same thing. We used to do choral competitions at Ithaca for new composers. Oh, nice. At our high school. Mm -hmm. So we had, um, uh, Dan Forrest's Requiem for the Living and it's in Italian or it's in um, Latin and uh, English yeah, so yeah. the wow. song I had was like Latin DSE or whatever Jeez. got up there I had a solo in front of 10 other schools and all the people from Ithaca um, Dr. Galvan she's mm-hmm. oh, I love her I love her so much and I just wanted to, it was my first like ever, you know, public solo for a choir that wasn't a chorus concert and got up there. Didn't remember the words. So I kept <laughs> saying DSE Ray and what else do they say? PA Jesus and all that shit. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I just kept going the same words over and over again. But uh, those are the moments you'll never forget. No. What did I do on? Not of the Iguana is a good moment of one. I totally. Had to, and that was so early on. This was ten years ago now. So damn, this is my first college show. Yeah, that I'm doing. Um, wish I could have seen Night of the Iguana. No, you don't want to see Night of the Iguana. <laughs> That's the worst show Tennessee Williams ever wrote, and that what was like right after smoking on stage. I wasn't on much of it. I I was literally. Uh, I think I had three lines. I was uh, like the the worker for the um, resort or whatever, like cabana they were at. Like I was, it was me and Dario that were both on there. But it, it worked out at the time because I was just getting into the into the department. I was barely a major yet. I auditioned. Don really liked me, so he gave me that as like a jumping off point. It's so funny because. You audition the first time you get something like that, and most people, the reaction is to take that as an insult, but it's what you do with it after. Yep, yeah. Like, they, that's, that's them wanting to get a better look at you when you do stuff like that. They want to they see how you work. They want to see how you respond to certain things they want to see. So this was one of those moments. It's the very last show that we did of that. There was a moment... Uh, where the um, the Reverend Reverend Shannon is talking to this girl that's at the resort, and um, when they're done, me and Dario are supposed to come in with this iguana that we caught, 
from uh, the jungle because we're gonna like eat it later, like because you can eat iguana meat. Okay. So I'm waiting at the ramp, and Dario's not there. We're getting closer, like we're getting into like the yellow line. He's not there. We're getting into red territory. Like he is not here. I run backstage. I call for him. I go back to the wing and I'm like, I'm feeling it. I'm like, this has been over six seconds of silence. This is something's got to happen. Yeah. Once you get to that point, something has has to to move. Something has to move. (laughs) So I grabbed the iguana, ran out. And was like wrestling. I with remember it, this. Yeah, almost. You told me this. And I had there were so many I was speaking Spanish uh exclusively in the show. Oh. So there were a bunch of lines that I like that I could have said. <laughs> the only thing that's coming out is no escapa, no escapa. <laughs> I'm like trying to so I'm trying to luckily they they knew exactly what I was doing, picked right up and like kept the scene moving. I'm going under the Porsche tide. I look in the wing, and Dario's standing in the wing. I get back. I go, "Where the hell were you?" I was like, "I was." He was like, "I was in the bathroom. I thought I had more time." I was like, "God damn it! Like, why did you leave me to do that?" But immediately, like afterwards, when I saw um, Don, who was the director, he, uh, I went up to him. The first thing he said, he was like, "That was quick thinking doing that." Like immediately, and then I did Ernest with him the next year, and then I was his go-to for nice. everything else. After that's that. awesome. Like that's that's, awesome. that's how that's how those things happen, yeah. though. Yeah. People don't realize like there's there's some paying your dues, and it's not even paying mm-hmm. your dues. It's people seeing what you can handle and what you can't yes. handle. <sighs> Fuck! I recently fucked up, and that was the worst feeling ever. Yeah, I totally get that too. That's just uh the feeling afterward. <laughs> That's a great picture. I love it. <laughs> I was oh, there's me as a pigeon. Oh my god, the, I I love it. That's incredible. <laughs> I can see you as a pigeon. <gasps> what? You can? I can see you as a pigeon. I'd Obviously. Be, I'd be a I'd be a pigeon. <laughs> Fuck it, why not? Uh, what show was recent that you Oh, fucking Sweeney Todd. What happened to Sweeney Todd? Oh, my God. I'm so mad at myself for it. The last night, I felt awful. Like, physically going in, I felt awful. Just awful. The whole time, I just... There's that guy's changing area. I just sat back there the whole show. I did oh, not, it's the worst I did feeling. Not feel good. <clears throat> so, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm going on for you know for the ensemble pieces and everything, and I also play Pirelli. So I'm getting I'm getting ready for Pirelli and everything. I'm literally I'm so close to getting on, and then it hits me. That I don't have my fucking purse. Oh no! So I I sprint backstage. I'm looking everywhere for something, and then it got to the point on the show where I was just I was just like, "Fuck! I have to go on." You know, mm-hmm. there's I I don't have the purse. That it is what it is. Oh god, I felt so bad for my poor actor. I was so mad and like, I'm sure he doesn't listen to the show, but. <laughs> Did I you actually so... backhand him? 
So, so it, fir- it first starts. I was I, saying that as a joke. So when I first get on, I uh, I uh, get onto the trunk and everything oh like that, and I shoved him. I was oh. pissed. I was so mad. Man. And I get on. I'm doing my my whole bit, like I with Duffel Perel, you know that whole thing. I go through this whole thing, and I'm. I'm like I'm really hoping he grabs money or something and I so I say to him to grab my stuff and so I threw in I threw in like I I say like grab my basin and towel or something and I said grab my basin and towel and my purse quickly you know hope hoping maybe he just grabs money or something yeah and we get through the whole thing and <laughs> I do my whole song and dance and everything and um, we get to the end and, um, you know, I say, um, you know, uh, you have a skill far defter than my own. And he goes, the five pounds. And I just go, oh, fuck, here we go. So I reach out because I'm supposed to reach to my co-star for the money and he just kind of scrambles around a little bit. And then he goes in his pocket and pretends to hand me something. And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, I can't just, I can't have nothing. Yeah. I can't have nothing to hand. Because I ha- he has to, I have to ask for the money back. So I'm like, I can't hand him nothing. So I'm so mad at myself. But I had to improvise the line. I was like, Unfortunately, I don't have any money with me today, but perhaps when I see you again, I'll have something for you. But until we meet again. <laughs> and then I looked at Joey and I gave him such a hard slap. <laughs> and it's so funny because so like um, you're telling me you shove him. <laughs> you tell him to go get your money. His ears are ringing from the concussion you just gave him. So he doesn't hear you. He comes out confused, still concussed. And then you proceed to concuss him even more. Dude, I was pissed. <laughs> I was so mad. I was so, so mad. Oh, no. And again, I don't think he listens, so I will say this. Everyone else was like, why the fuck didn't he give you money or something like that? And I was I was more mad at myself more than I mean, anything. yeah, it fell back on more you More than first. anything. I was so – but they were like, we were expecting him to do something, you know, to try to help you out. And – but like he was you know he said i could actually slap him so that (laughs) night i fucking slapped but you know then that's how i used to be then i then i was like how the fuck am i gonna fix this so the next scene i go to visit him um i say um a little business with mr todd and i hand him the quid then oh yeah so then i was there that night you were there that night the last one yeah because you guys had your cast party i felt oh yeah that's right I felt awful. <laughs> I felt absolutely awful. It was. I mean, it's a uh, series of unfortunate events. Dude, when it yeah, comes to I went. I went backstage. <laughs> and I, I told Joey. I was like, I'm so. I'm so the sorry. one night. Like, it's okay. This isn't my fuck up, but it's hilarious. The one night for Koki, um, I chased Chupacabra out the window with the axe, mm-hmm. and um, 
Lissette comes in my room, uh, and Minnie, who's playing my mom, comes in, and Joe's supposed to come in after that, Alejandro, mm-hmm. um, uh, with like a bat because like she's screaming that someone's in the house or whatever. I like shows that time to go to the bathroom. I don't know why. What is with people going to the bathroom? And this is the most professional actor oh I've ever God. met in my entire life. This oh, is yeah, one of the girl. most professional motherfuckers I've ever met. Oh, and uh, <laughs> so they're doing as many lines as they can. And then they get to a point where it's just like they have to start making shit up. So I hear Lisette like going, Joe? Are you out there? And she's like not even the one who's supposed to be like calling for him. Like and like so there's there's all this time that they're just filming. And Ale comes back in the room. I'll never forget the look in his eyes because he knew. He just knew. And he just comes in like just frantic, eyes massive, and I just go, go, go! And he just it continues Does he do musical theater? He does music. Uh, he was just in Guys and Dolls over at Musical Fair. Was um, he? Yeah. He did that. Well, I mean, he did West Side Story with us when we did it. Oh, that's you saw right. You West Side Story. That's, that's, right. how, that's where you met him the first that's time. That's right. That's right. That's where I first met him? Yeah. He's, I swore I met him before. I that. have a weird history. <laughs> well, you met him um, You met him at our... At, Mom and Dad's, because that's right. I had him over for the fights. You, me, him, Steve, and John hung out for that's him. Remember? Right. Yeah. But he, um, I have such a funny history with him and his family. I'm so close with all of them. Um, Vicky, in particular, is like I look up to her so dearly. That's his aunt. But um, Rolando, his dad. Right before I switched to be a major at uh, Buff State when I was just transitioning into it, he uh, he would come through my line at Budway's when I worked in the, at the Kenmore location at this grocery store I used to work at. And we just – we would talk and then the one day it came, it came up that like I did theater. And he was like, I knew I would come to your line for a reason. Like I knew it and – um, he was like, I, you know, I uh, have my own company. Like, I uh, I do that. And I always thought he was, like, blowing smoke. I was like, oh, okay, like, blah, blah. And then my last year of college, I, in, like, the fall semester, I went to go see them do In the Heights at Musical Fair. And I saw Alejandro, and Rolando was in it, too. And I went, that's the fucking guy I used to catch out at the store. Aww. And Vicky had just given me I had done an audition workshop with her that I did horribly in. It was one of the worst <laughs> things that has ever happened to me. I'm still scared of one of the guys uh. to this day. Aww. Um and I thought I was like, I think she hates me and she does not. She absolutely does not. But I, she was in it too and I was like, oh shit, I think I just blew my whole chance Aww. to be in theater in Buffalo or whatever. But then years later when like I had started to get it, to get to know Ale and like had talked to Rolando once or twice like just in passing I thought to myself I was like does he know I'm that kid from the store so we were out the one night and I said something to Alejandro and then I was like I'm gonna go tell your dad real quick I walked over I was like do you remember like coming through my line of butt he goes yes 
immediately. He was like, yes, I remember that. We've always supposed to. He lives like down the street from me now. Oh, wow. So like we get together for dinner all oh. the time. Koki, we all did together like as a family. It was so, oh, it was so strange. So cool. Oh, Koki was the super sh- hero show. Yeah. That was yeah, so yeah. good. Yeah. That, that was, was, cool. it was, it was super fun. It's a- was publicizing yes that one yeah yes. yeah yeah yeah. yes oh my god that one was a fun you know one. diane di bernardo yeah yes i love diane <sighs> she's my... you, you went to we feel right yeah she's my rock she's the best i've only interacted with her a couple of times um but we did uh i think it was for mnt we did like a training video together oh wow um oh. and we shared the same dressing room and we like it was like we knew each other for years just yeah. talking to her because yeah. well because she knew Bo, uh, Bo Bradshaw too because yeah. she had taught him oh, so like immediately yeah. I was like there's that and then Aww. we just knew all the same people too yep. she's awesome yeah my dad went to high school with her ex-husband Bill. oh like, okay Bill is an animator at well he was at Damon and now at NCCC but he um, went to high school with my dad so then my dad met Diane when they were married and um, my brother was actually the one who was into theater first. Mm-hmm. I th- I thought it was stupid. <laughs> That's how it happens sometimes. It really does. It always does because I sing. So I was like, theater is just stupid. And then I was like, I could do both at the same time. <laughs> sick. Um, and then I – This is a triple threat. I can't dance. I can't oh, dance I'm for sure shit. Can. I can't dance for shit. I can't dance. It's just – you – we're asleep, but we had me and Autumn had a dance party backstage. <laughs> I put on Taylor Swift for her, even though I fucking hate Taylor Swift. Thank but God. I, I did it for her, and we were dancing, and it's stupid dance. Like, I can't – if someone gives me choreography, probably. I, I know how to tap, and that's about it. But that's not dancing because I don't have to move my upper body. <laughs> but I can't dance. But anyways, yeah, my brother was close with Diane in high school, and then when I got to high school, I met Diane and <laughs> – we're like this. Do you see all her looks that she puts up all the time? I love that. It's the most amazing thing. I'm like, how do you come up with some of this shit? Some of it, it, it just comes from like her. We were talking about I, I went to observation in her class to observe her 10th graders. And uh, we were talking about it. And she goes, I don't know where the ideas come from, mm. like at all. And she's just – she's one of those people that like she'll get inspiration from literally anything. She yeah. The zodiac signs, the seasons, the, like everything in between. But yeah, I remember when she made her account and she like – I was one of her first followers and then she got the news article and stuff. Oh, and, yep, yep. Oh, so cool. She's awesome. She is. I, I absolutely, absolutely love her. There are a lot of really good people in the theater community in Buffalo that you can just kind of find lingering like – here and there that you don't realize are these major pockets of information that you could have on yep. in the world. Like um, the guy who played Malvolio when I did Twelfth Night over the summer. Oh, my God. He was great. He used to teach at NT. No kidding. Yep. Wow. What did he teach? Uh, he was like English for a little bit. He used to – it was way before your time. It was no, like yeah. two years of my time. And No kidding. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And he used to share a room with um, one the of the drama guy, advisor. Right? Yep. yep. No kidding. And then once I like once I uh, dude small fucking world. Once he told me that I was like, Mister Koliakovo. I was like, that's who you were. I used to hear your name all the time. Yeah, Lou Koliakovo. No way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holy crap! I love Lou. That is a small love him. World. Small love world. him. It really is. Absolutely wow. love him. He is one of the most talented individuals in Buffalo oh, right now. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Force to be reckoned with. Yeah. He, um, oh, you mentioned cops earlier. I, my dad also is friends with Kelly. Um, oh, yeah. And the whole yep. fam. Mm-hmm. And, oh, God, I don't know his name. I would not be able to remember his last name right now, but <laughs> he did um, Midsummer Night's Dream when they were at the BPO. Um, oh, Phil? Is that who you're talking about? Ferruja? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big guy, bald guy? Uh, bald guy? No. Not bald guy. Ferruja, I know the last name. Okay. Because uh, Phil's um, married to Amy. Oh. Jake Yule, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay, no. Um, I don't know. I'll, I'm guy? sure I'll think. Oh, Todd? Benzin? I don't think Maybe so. no. I don't. That last name doesn't sound familiar. There are tons of. I'm thinking of like all these. I'm like thinking bald, talented, who's like <laughs> so have, many yeah, good you people. Guys have all these names. I'm just over here like oh, I, I don't even know. He's probably like 50s, 60s now, but he has uh, kids that went to West Seneca where my dad teaches. Okay, so he had their kid. He had his kids in his in his uh, class. So. He knows. He knows. My dad knows way too many people in the Buffalo Theater. It's how it goes. And Josie DiVincenzo. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, her and Diane are also. Best friends an, and yeah, stuff. she is an incredible talent as well. Yeah, we're. Yeah, I'm. I'm glad that. Um, I went to Curtain Up a few years ago. Um, because the, Kennys got me into. I did ushering for, um, when. I almost said Jane Goodall. What the hell is her name? She's <laughs> Carol Burning Burnett. Oh yeah, yeah. I ushered for Carol Burnett. Met her best day of my life. That's so cool. Oh, she is just the sweetest. She seems like she would be just a sweetheart of a person. <laughs> she is like backstage, and then when people ask her questions, she's always like you know her sarcastic self. But met her because of the Kennys. They asked me to usher, and then they gave me free tickets to a preview of Mean Girls when they opened. Oh, dope! So I sat front row for curtain up, met Josie and Diane and my dad and all these people outside, and I was like, "No way!" Oh, it was. I met the cast of um, Mean Girls, took pictures with them. Um, Wow! Yeah, like that's. It's just great to have. I I gotta give credit to my dad because I really wouldn't know these people without him. I wouldn't know Diane. Well, I guess I would, but like even the cops family and everything like yeah. i would not know it helps people. for sure yeah oh, that's yeah. what ghostlight did for me in a lot of different ways yep. because i spent so much time there that yep. like i would mention names and people would be like oh miss miss like they would talk about joanne yeah they'd be like oh yeah you you know miss miss oh like, yeah i know her really well or like um one of the, the the first show i did at theater of youth um Someone knew Jason Clark, and I immediately mm. was like, "Oh, you're you're a go-to person because Jason was one of my idols at Ghostlight Theater." Yeah. Uh, Josie did a show right before COVID called "What I Thought I Knew" over at Jewish Rep. It was a one-woman show that she did for like an hour and a half, and it was one of the most incredible things oh, I've ever seen in I'm my sure. entire life. She was fantastic in that show. Every time I see her, I think of her in that role. She's yeah. so damn good. Yeah, that is. I. When was that? Twenty twenty, like probably February or March. I think it was right before I proposed to Julie. Okay. So it was probably like January, February. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. I think she was in. Oh, what is it? 
they did the it was the year during covid when they had the whatchamacallit outside so they were in the storefronts doing oh yeah i remember that uh doing the uh that was cool the shows those were awesome yeah i think josie was in a two-woman show about like two lesbian lovers at an airport or something that sounds about right yeah um but yeah, like as soon as you see anyone in a role like that, especially a one woman show, that's all that's yeah. That's a pivotal a pivotal moment. See? This is these are the connections you can make right now. All these all these people that I'm telling yeah, you meet 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 me, saying me. all these names and I'm just like Well, what? I got to start pulling more actors on this show too because you need to start talking to more of them. Like you need to be sitting down with Ricky. I need to get Adam Yellen well, on here. It was cool meeting uh Doyle McPoyle <laughs> for the two seconds that for you the did. two seconds I met him <laughs> and that you didn't tell me it was him <laughs> How? why was I supposed to know that you were gonna be it's, it's just cool you know <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I probably wouldn't have known if you were like yeah that's Doyle McPoyle uh, I would have known I would have known McPoyle I would have been like no, oh he looks entirely different he now. doesn't look the same doesn't look he's older now do you know who Doyle McPoyle is? I don't think so. He's, he's the guy on Sunny when they're auditioning for the Eagles. He's the one that's all crazy and auditioning. Too. He's one of the McBoy. He's the McBoyle oh, that gets shot yeah. in the leg. Yeah, he's the yeah. He's the one that gets shot. He's in the leg. he's from um he's from uh not Dunkirk but like that area. Like mm-hmm. he's from this area and yeah, had yeah. moved out to wow. um and now he. First look Buffalo, um, the theater company. Yeah. He he runs that now. Oh, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's dope. Bob Rush is his name. He's a really really good guy. Nice. Um, yeah, it, it was funny because you got uh, you recognized him and you were starstruck. <laughs> and then Andrew Brown sees you and DJ and was immediately starstruck by the two of you, which was that, hilarious. That, I don't know how. Um, so Bill Brown was a huge film guy in this area um yeah. he acted in everything yeah. he was a, uh, in ghostly shows for a away, rest his peace. grandson andrew acts now and um i can't remember where he went to school um, um this guy yes yeah he went to Andrew i absolutely love him um but he uh he had seen tom sawyer when ben and dj had done it back in the day nice. because bill was in it so andrew and i recently did this show uh, DJ came to see it with Ben, which was super awesome. I was so happy they both came to support it. And then afterwards, we were talking, and um, Kaylee was there. That was where you guys yeah, met her for the first time. Kaylee. We were talking, mm-hmm. and then um, and then Andrew comes up, and we're all talking, and it, like we're all talking about the show. And then he said something about like something familiar with, and then he goes. They said something about Tom Sawyer. He goes, you two were Tom and Huck. He like, he got immediate. He was like, I loved that show so much. And immediately like got back there. And like for you, I was like, yep, see, you too. Leave more impressions than you actually thought. That is true. Mm -hmm. It was all DJ. That's all DJ. Shut up. It is. No, it is not. Nothing without a co-star. That's a lie. You need to I am. You need to learn to take some credit. Yes. For yourself. I try not to. Why? Because I don't want it to get to my head. But you know it, I mean? it just won't. But I just... I you're try, telling I yourself not you're not worth it every time you do that. I'm not saying I'm not worth it. I'm just you saying, are, though, in a way. You are telling yourself I'm, I'm not worth the credit. I'm not... I'm just saying ben. I'm nothing ben. without my co-star. Ben. That's all. Ben. 
It, it, if it, it, listen, if I don't have something to bounce off Look of, at me. I, Look at me. <laughs> just say thank you and move on. Just say thank you. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> moving on from that. Easy way, easy way to squash that. Absolutely. <laughs> just. Yep. There he goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that look out of your face. Uh, <laughs> listen, I'm just saying, I've never been like. Uh, what happened to moving on? Yeah, exactly. Right. So move on. Andrew <sighs> went to NCCC at the same time my friend went to NCCC to do theater. Oh, okay. And then I joined because after my gap year, I went to NCCC. Okay. So I met Andrew and I met. Um, Oh, there's another kid there um, that just graduated, and I think he's at Buff State now. But Andrew was always, like, super nice. Yeah. Super, like, he just wanted to talk to everybody. And he is really good. I saw them do – not Sunset Boulevard. They did – oh, it was a three-act or four-act play. So it was a bunch of different, like, oh, cool. comedies all together. Oh, nice. Um, And he was in that, and he was fantastic. He's so good. He's he's one of the uh, the more recent people that I've worked with. Where I'm like, I could see you yeah. like really taking off. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was in, good in the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, his my scene with him in that show was one. Of, I think one of my That's favorites I've done one, in yeah. a while. Where like because he was it was so genuine. Mm-hmm. Like I never had to force anything with him. It was just all mm-hmm. very yeah. like natural and flowy and yeah there are some good people at end trip too did you know ray when you were over there boucher uh no because he was at buff state when i was at buff state he's like an adjunct at a, buff, at a bunch of different places yeah um but he uh i never had him but we ended up at jewish rep oh, nice. a couple of years ago together and it was one of the most fun times i've ever had working with somebody he's he's so smart yeah that's uh, my friend's that is a good question. If he was there, twenty twenty one, he might have been. I know that Andrew had mentioned him at one point. He probably like knowing Ray. Probably, I didn't go down that wing. Mm-hmm. So we that were, makes sense. I was never really over there, but when I was, the name has come up for sure. But like with utmost respect, he's so smart. Yeah. He's run for a run head first towards embarrassment is the piece of theater advice I tell everybody, and I heard that from him. Nice. Yeah. 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 He's he's that guy. Ben's heard me tell him that a million times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love how Ben's sitting here, like, yeah, being lectured. I'm not what? being lectured. No. Why? No. What? I'm not. You want to? Okay. Here's something I noticed for the first time the other day that I've never seen before. Do you know that the the store manager in Elf? Do you know his name is Wendy? Or no, Wanda is his name. Wanda is his name. The one that says 10 a.m., Santa's coming? Yep, the one that says six-inch ribbon curls, honey. Yeah. His name is Wanda. It's a pretty I name. watched Elf for the first time this season because, you know, every Christmas season yeah. you got to watch it at least once, probably yes. twice. Yeah. But I happened to look at his name tag. When I was watching that scene, and it says Wendy, or Wanda, 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 Wanda. Oh, so that's not his real name. It's it, the name tag says Wanda. Yeah, but like Jody's name well, tag says Jody. 
But yeah, but so like when the credits <clears> roll, <throat> though, his name actually isn't Wanda. I don't know. Uh, that's what I was. I thought you were saying worry, his guys, real name was Wanda. I was like, what? I, I'm like, I didn't realize that was necessarily a gender neutral name, though. Like, if it's actually like, I've never heard of. I've heard of a fish called Wanda. I've never heard of a dude called Wanda before. A fish called Wanda. <laughs> it's a movie. If people hadn't heard it. I'm pretty sure mom brings that movie up all the time. Oh. A Fish Called Wanda is a movie. Oh, I thought you were referencing Fairly Odd Parents. Oh. That, that also would be kind yeah. of. Yeah. That's why, because, yeah, she's a fish. So she's just living yeah. the fish thing. That's why. Was... on Love is his name. Hmm. Cuban born American actor and comedian. Um,. They just call him Gimbal's man. Really? Which is weird. In his, if you look at, if you watch that scene, that's the name on the name tag. Like, that's why funny. did they do that? Um, what if he actually doesn't work there? I ever tell you Dan's been in a AAA movie with Gimbal from Gimli? Gimli, sorry, Gimli. My bad. I don't know why I say Gimbal. Um, Gimli from Lord of the Rings. What? So I wasn't in any scenes with him, but um, I. It, there was a movie shot here a couple of years ago called Bad Cupid. Um, I happen oh. to have a pretty good agent in Buffalo, and um, I ended up getting a speaking line in it just as a waiter going through. But John Reese Davies was the title character in That's that movie. That's the coolest shit. Isn't it cool? Mm-hmm. And then um, Shane Navu, who I did my scene with, was in a couple episodes of Boardwalk Empire and, and like has a pretty cool... What? like working yeah yeah he's awesome that's so he's a really good guy and from everything (laughs) i heard about john reese davies he is the sweetest dude ever yeah i heard he is so sweet and what was cool afterwards was um doing that and seeing like oh cool like he's in the same movie as me and then seeing like previews for indiana jones and him popping back up in it as his character and being like, wow, like that's kind of bizarre. It's that is a crazy concept. Same with the, the first movie I ever did. Um, Anthony, Anthony de la uh, Toro, I think is his name. Um, who played the title character in that ended up being young Johnny Depp in one of the, uh, pirates of the Caribbean movies. Wow. So like, it's just these weird things that I'm now like, Oh cool. Like, yep. So close, but so far away at the exact same time. I know. I know that feeling. I will say the the one thing I will take credit for is I got Dan started in his movie film career. Tell that I'm going to the fridge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So um, when we were doing Tom Sawyer, me and DJ, uh, one of Paul McGinnis' friends came to come see it. And, you know, Paul McGinnis does a lot of movies and everything. Mm -hmm. And so his friend is watching us. And at the end of it, he is just like, he's really, he was dumbfounded with me and DJ's performance. And he said, I I forget specific, did he ask for both of us? I think both of you, yeah. Yeah. um, But he was like, they're both great. Um like, uh, yeah, but uh, like, I, I would love to have them for a movie. Like, can mm-hmm. is there any chance? Like, how old are they? Are they able to do movies and stuff like wow. that? So Paul was like, unfortunately, 
DJ's too young and Ben is also too young. But mm. Ben has an older brother wow. that looks exactly like him and oh. is just a good as a better actor than him. So um then yeah, he got a hold of Dan and Dan did Johnny Gruesome. Wow. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Paul's always been really good to me. The the one day during Night of the Living Dead, I was in the green room looking over some stuff and I overheard him and Bob Cunningham talking about me. Oh. And uh I didn't hear much of it, but the thing I heard it was like there uh Paul was like you see Ben and you're like like oh my god, this kid is so good. Like this kid is such a good talent. And he's like and then, like, afterwards, you meet Dan and you're like, oh, like, it makes sense that, like, that this is coming from, like, it's just coming from the top down with him, too. And, like, hearing that, I was like, damn, that's, like, that's a really big compliment. You're ten times better than me. That's why. But that's not necessarily true. It's not. Because. It's not just that. It's just, it. it's not even that way. It's just, you're so good. That I look at that and I try to meet that expectation. But like Frankenstein, it was like it, it was easy. Like after a while, it just flowed. Huh? You blew me away during Frankenstein. No, you did, dude. You have a literal story <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to your name to prove. Shut up. Which you should have gotten. I, dude, I have, I, I have a legacy over there already. I have a legacy over there. That's fine. I can live with that. You're you're building yours right now. Um, I'm just saying, <laughs> you deserve that. Way. Dude, there's you time. If it. they keep doing the stories, there's time. There will come a point where I. No, it's not even. It's not even. You know, <clears throat> I wanted you to get the story. I just I wanted you killed it in that role. You again. I, the way uh, well, I my body hurts, so I definitely did <laughs> something right within that. Oh no, <laughs> my body just hurts. Oh, I, I was definitely, I, I was laying on the, store, the floor stretching and Julie goes, when are you going to a doctor? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going, though. I have to. Yeah, that, that is my body hurt after that. Show, so. <laughs> yeah, you had chains on you. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And you fell down the stairs, fell down the stairs. You he kept wanting to go high. This is something you'll learn about him, too. He constantly wants to push the envelope on, like, oh, yeah. pain he can endure and things Not that, pain. like... pain. Well, he was supposed to... For <laughs> Night, of the, the scene. Night of the Living Dead, Don was like, yeah, crawl down the stairs. And then he, he just... Just face full, first. Face first, just body slams down and the of stairs. Of course he did. I'm surprised you haven't broken your neck. That is all really for the love of, all for the love of acting. He's only broken one bone in his entire life, and it was his arm. And he did it when he was three, because he was going for a monkey bar and missed it. Mm-hmm. It's the only that's the only thing he's ever done. And then he beat you guys with a cast, right? Yes. <laughs> wow, the fact that you know all this already too. Wow, <laughs> something you're proud of, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, you know why though too? Well, it, it, because we were watching wrestling at the time, and, cow- <laughs> and, and Cowboy Bob Orton had just started coming back, and oh this dude, it, it, his trademark <laughs> was to hit people with a cast that he'd always pretend that his arm was broken and then smack him with it. Yep. 
So, dude, that was my peak. I, that's what I. Peak. That yeah. was your peak. That was my peak. I don't know. Was it you or John? One of you two whipped a rubber band gun at my head the one time, and it was John. a wooden one. It John. had to be John, and that hit me right in the back of the head. And I remember that hurt so bad that I just like. I dropped to my knees and like I couldn't even scream. I couldn't even cry. It just hurt. And then I just silently got up and tackled John down and started hitting him, like still not saying a word. Oh, dude. I remember oh, the one time I picked up that big, he, has this, he had this big thing of copper BBs. I remember, picked it up and I threw it at you. And oh! Like, ah! <laughs> I'm running down the stairs, dude. My life could have ended that day. I remember, I remember I threw it at you. Yeah, I hit that. <laughs> I hit that last step, and I, I, I like just cleared it. And then after I hear, bam! <laughs> the copper BBs. I swear they would have slammed on my head, and I would have been dead. I can't believe the stair didn't break from that. Holy shit. Dude, I was terrified. I was like, I actually could have died. My friend Henry has this is this is the most you'll totally understand. <laughs> Him and his brother, when they were kids, they were doing a, a game they thought was fun where they take a knife and just toss it in the air <laughs> and like let it stick into the ground. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so at one point Henry tossed it and it hit his brother on the oh, head. Ooh. Blunt side down. Oh thank God. Oh, thank so God. he very easily could <laughs> die. <laughs> but it's but because he didn't, it's one of those stories that you just tell with your brothers. They're like, "Yeah, you could have died, but yeah. we didn't. It, it, it happened, but it didn't." I am so glad that I did not grow up with a brother. I. But here's the thing. So my brother now is trans. He transitioned after high school. So I grew up with a, an older sister who is much smaller than me. Sure, tiny, mm-hmm. tiny person. Very short. Very narrow. I'd beat the shit out of him. <laughs> like, he stood no chance even on my bad days. Oh, my God. So that oh was like, that was like where I got my complex from. <laughs> but then my dad met his fiance my freshman year of high school. Now I have three stepbrothers, all either a year below me or like five years ahead of me. They're all six foot two, six foot three. <laughs> Big dudes. One of them is ripped. Like now, one of them has a dad bod and the other one's electrician. So they're all jacked. The shit they would put us through is like, I'm so glad my <laughs> primitive years were not with a brother. It's it's brutal. It's, it's brutal. Uh, so much fun. So many bruises, so many scratches and bumps. And I, I'm so, <laughs> so aggressive. So we, have this, we have this picture so in my mom's office where it's me and my brothers all right before that we had like a huge fight. <laughs> oh, there's giant yeah. scratch across photo? my yes, head. Yes, that one. Yeah, and you, if you look at it, there's like a scratch on my head somewhere. Uh, there's one on mine. Oh, maybe it's yours. <laughs> maybe I'm the only one that was on damage. I think you were the one on damage. But I think John was the one that actually caused that damage in that one. I'm pretty sure it was him because he would scratch. He dude, would scratch he, bad. Dude, he was Middle a child demon syndrome. when yeah. he was younger. He was an actual. He definitely demon. chilled out <laughs> way more. Dude, he was an actual menace <laughs> to society. Oh, my God. That's the thing is, like, it, it's just a dude thing. I remember the one time we were at uh, Andrews, mm-hmm. and I was with, I can't remember if I rolled with Vince or I was just hanging out with him or whatever. 
and uh, Andrew said sub shit to Vince. And you know how like short Vince is, but he wrestled forever, forever. Oh no! So I don't know if you were, do you remember their house in Alma yeah. at all? Yeah. You know how it had that staircase like right yes. when you walk in. So Andrew was like already a decent amount up the staircase, and Vince just went tearing after him. <laughs> Got a leg, and they were they were like up at the landing, and like by the time they got to the landing, Vince had Andrew in a waist lock and just had picked him up and just slammed him on the ground and and had him like just pinned. Oh, it happens so quickly; it is unbelievable. Like with guys, it's just like oh, now we're fighting, now we're doing the Jimmy the one time. I was we were at Steve we were at Steve's house in his basement yeah. and we had one of those paper towel tubes. Oh my <laughs> god! He had just gotten. I felt so bad after this because I didn't realize like why it all ended up the way it did. But he, uh, oh, I threw I a paper this. towel or, or the um, wrapping paper tube at him, and it hit him in the mouth, and he had just gotten his braces tightened. Oh. And I didn't realize like mm. that factor of but like any little that thing that you yeah. get. So I uh he like comes over and like is on top of me just like wrestling my hands or whatever. And I'm like, it's Jimmy, he's not gonna do shit. Like after so after a while I stop fighting and I just like leave my guard. Real quick, he- some some pre story to this. Jimmy did go into the mar- uh, Marines. Marines. Military? Yeah. He went to the Marines, but when he was younger, he was like skinny. He was skinny. Like, yeah. He was very. He, but he's still scrappy. He he's still yeah, scrappy. He was a scrappy. Little bit. Okay. I'm sorry. Anyway, so I was like, all right, I'm letting it go, and I, I let go, and I just free my guard, and he just punched me in the face, <laughs> just straight. <laughs> Got one. And I just remember I'm laying on the ground holding my face and he did a laugh around the bit like he walked away and then he did a lap back to me and he goes, Truce? <laughs> like because he knew. <laughs> like he knew he like he, he probably went too far. <laughs> Dude. Oh my like, god. I've... Meanwhile, Steve's like, I'm trying to get at him. Steve has me in a hold. <laughs> I'm like, you just punched me in the face. He's like, my braces just got tightened. <laughs> Oh my god! Wow, two of my <sighs> favorite stories. First oh, one is Jesus. quick. John, John was trying to show me uh, mirrors by uh, Mirror by Bruno Mars and Lil Wayne, and I think I I, at song. the time he knew I really liked Bruno Mars. So he's trying to show me the song, and I'm just goofing off. Like I'm not really paying attention. He's like, "Let's just have a song." I'm like, and you know, I keep goofing off. He straight texts me in the face. <laughs> I was just like, what the fuck? Wow. Of course, I go tell my mom because, you know, the youngest. <laughs> yeah. he, he he read yeah. it a lot too, though. But then, <clears throat> one of my favorite stories, we've told this a million times. John, Dan was dating this girl at the time. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. Named, is it okay if I say your name? It, double M, you. Yeah, it, it was double M. <laughs> It was this thing where John would be like, who am I? Who am I? <laughs> like, and, and say the name, like, constantly. So, just to annoy me. Yeah, just to annoy me. So the one day we were, Dan had his friends over. We were all hanging out in the backyard. And John keeps doing it, keeps doing it. And Dan goes, 
John, if you do that one more time, if you say that name one more time, I'm going to throw this bottle at you. And then he goes, who am I? <laughs> so he whips the bottle at John, misses, misses John, him. it hits my Steve, best friend. Oh. Steve gets up and starts, <laughs> it starts going after me around the garage. <laughs> and it was just so, so stupid. That shows you how terrible my aim is and why I didn't keep playing baseball my entire Dude, life. It's why you're not trying. The one time me and John were just throwing a full water bottle back and forth at each other. <laughs> you not even trying. He just whips it and texts me right in the face. Oh, my God. That was bad. Dude. The shit me and John got into all the time. All the time. Oh, my God. But, well, it's Ben had it. He got his Joker scars by putting a hook in his mouth. and, <laughs> and be, He was goofing off with his friends. They had this exercise <laughs> band with a hook on it. Oh, yes. Yep. And then snapped it in and his yep. face. And yeah. then as they were pulling, his friend just lets it go. When I saw Ben that night, he seriously <laughs> looked like Two-Face after like the the burns. <gasps> Holy his crap. his side of his face was, was so swollen it was bad. unbelievable. So you haven't had breaks, but you've had shit you've had shit like that. You've Damaging. Are <laughs> you permanently just mangled yourself? Scar, like right here from it, somewhere oh like that. And Dad was like, "You don't need stitches." <laughs> I was just like, "Well, I might." <laughs> so my mom took me. I had like four or five stitches. Oh, you did have to get stitches oh, yeah. for that one? Oh, yeah, I got wow. stitches. And Dad dad was saying I didn't need stitches. It just would have scarred more. Yeah. Probably. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I got the stitches, and I've been, I've been like this ever since. <laughs> dude, I you used poor to thing. Say, dude, Dad would get so mad at me for shit. I would... I would love to sit on top of the garage. That was one of my favorite things to do. Oh, yeah. You did love that. And <clears throat> I remember my dad saw me. I guess he was in the garage and he like heard me <laughs> on top of it. And he was like, what the hell are you doing up there? I was just like, hey. He was like, come down here. So I just jumped down. And he was like, you're going to break your body. Like he was. <laughs> There's something I think. <laughs> primitive in in male genealogy going back to like yep. hunting gathering shit like there's something <laughs> there's a thrill to it innate in men that they love to do that I agree with that they love to wrestle what is it with anyone like any they will wrestle anyone, anyone. especially if they're between the ages of 14 and 18 yeah oh yeah once you, you get can to lower 19, that age to 10 well, 10, 10, yes, but, like, they get good at it. Oh, they get good at it, but they'll still torment hit... them. And it doesn't go away. That's the thing, too. It's like virgins. So, <laughs> last year, so last year, um, we I watched a UFC pay-per-view at uh, my cousin's house, who's – my cousin Mark is, like <laughs> – He's like six five dude, and like dude, I, built. He's a he's, giant. He's, yeah. he's giant. He's yeah, a I, huge, huge. Kid. I think I told you before. <clears> like <throat> every time you see him, I swear to God, he gets taller. It's he's just Scary. a giant. Uh, so I have how a, tall is he? Is he like probably six, six five? Six? Probably six five. At six least. five. Probably at least six five. Holy he's shit. a giant. He's, he's big, massive. But uh, he. It's so. I'm watching the fights with him and a couple other of my cousins or whatever, and the group I've always watched with 
has been my cousin Vince, who's like four years older than me, and then my cousin Nick, who's four years older than him, so eight years older than me. <clears throat> Nick is um, Tyler's brother. Okay. So we uh, we were all over there at the end of the night. We're just doing stupid shit. So Mark's in the middle of the floor at one point, the, uh, the giant cousin. <laughs> so I just hit him with like a leg drop or whatever. So immediately we just start like grab like – so we're like – He's like throwing me in holes, and he's like this huge dude. But I'm not like I'm still like getting through and like <laughs> and like out grab like like I had top position at one point to a point where I could have definitely like landed punches if it was an actual fight. But we're just like doing dumb shit. Eventually, he taps me because like he's just got so much size on me. Yeah. So he got me in a position I just couldn't get out. Yeah, of Yeah, not only is he big, he's got <clears throat> weight to him too. Not like he's not fat or anything so, but he's got muscle. so yeah. then nick jumped in and did the same thing nick is like 38 at this point oh my god so he's doing that same thing we're both going we had to go out of the house like afterwards because we were leaving we had to go out of the house i'm sitting in the front seat like the front passenger seat hyperventilating so bad <laughs> nick was laying down in the back seat <laughs> trying not to throw up because we both just had this primitive urge to just go at to just go at each other, but we just shouldn't have. And, no. he, and the whole time he's like, he's like, "Why did you have to go and do that?" I was like, "Why did you jump in? You didn't need to." The worst with that is Uncle Paul. If he sees oh, a wrestling match, bad. he's in, dude. He's. <laughs> I had I have these old pictures from Christmas the one year. Where I remember that we we had the side room set up at Grandma Brown's at Aunt Rachel's that Adam and Eli were staying in. And Adam and Eli said something to Uncle Mike about how, uh, oh, we could out-wrestle you. We'd definitely be able to out-wrestle you guys or whatever. Five minutes later, Uncle Paul comes back in the room with Uncle Mike and he's like, it's like so I heard you guys said you could out wrestle this Uncle proves Paul my point. This <laughs> proves my point. These were forty year old men at this point who are coming for like ten or eleven year olds. I'm saying lower the age, man. I swear to That's, God. Yeah. So yeah. we like fifteen minutes. We all like were just like fucking like throwing each other around for 15 minutes. And you know the Hilarious. thing is, they were probably exhausted, but you guys we have too. so much energy that it's just... Wow. <laughs> I mean, we were exhausted too. Oh, I'm sure. By, by a the point. Other, I mean, yeah. Adam and Eli have always had, you know, they've always been scrappy That's to true. some degree. Dude, they're the best. My, one of so my favorite good. stories that mom tells it the best, but um, they used to have like a rope swing in their backyard. Nice. And it was just like a single, like, it wasn't like you sit on it or anything. And so the one time we went down, it was, I think we went to visit John, but it was just me and mom. And uh, we were talking to them. We were like, let's set up the rope swing again, you know. But this time we were going to make it better. And we were going to have like a seat and stuff like that and everything like that. Their trees are high. So we had to like really throw it to get it up there and everything. And the story. I remember we rigged it so so you throw yeah so we had the seat and everything and it goes high, but Adam rigged it in a way where you put you put this rope on it and we put it around this other tree 
So he would pull you up and you would get even higher and higher and Mm -mm. higher. Mm -mm. And then this was the scary part. We had to release it from up there. So I'm up there and I, I release it. I go flying and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. (laughs) I'm loving it. I'm loving it. My cousin Adam is like, wow, you, you should not have lived. You should have died and (laughs) stuff like that. And we're laughing. But my mom heard that from afar talking with my Aunt Jack and she's like, Oh, that's a lovely thing for a mother to hear. <laughs> it's, oh, you should have died from that. Dude, that you rope swing died was from sweet. That. We, <clears throat> we had to, um, I don't know if you know, we took down the swing in Allegheny. Yeah, I don't know no! if you ever saw that one. It was, it, there was, there was a point where it just, it had to go. It had to the go. The thing was so cool. It would like, you would start on the ground and then go over it was kind cliff. of on a hill so you started yeah. even but then when you went out like it felt like you were way higher a lot than like yeah. Ashley was and then you got back and you felt safe again yeah but Eli jumped off the highest point on that oh my god that's right he when he was little he jumped off like Didn't they he paid like break his no he was fine no? he was fine he was absolutely fine sense. but they I can't remember how much he got paid to do it. I think someone paid him ten dollars to do it, or That's something right. like that. And then Aunt Jacqueline and Uncle Bill made him give the money back. That's right. That's right. Wow, That's what it was. That. But wow. he was fine. But <laughs> he got paid to give the money back. That's probably sad. that's probably why they gave the money back is because they didn't need to pay. I will be adamant them. about this on this show. Transactions between men, between gentlemen. Or like anybody, oh, yeah. are their personal transactions? I will always oh, yeah. reference the story about how in fourth grade I sold a gummy thing to Matt Kanicki for a dollar, yeah. and I told mom and dad, and they got so mad at me they made me give the dollar back and then work off that dollar by shoveling the front steps. This was a transaction between gentlemen. Uh, yeah, yes. like yes. that was, and he like the thing you have to understand too. I was not taking this from a, like a poor kid or anything like that. He had two dollars of emergency money. He kept in his uh, in his lunchbox every day yeah, for so- whatever reason, and he always had way more than enough food. So right. I had gummy octopuses, and he offered me the, one of the dollars that he had to take the octopus. Yes, thank you. He was financially stable. The- yep. Yep. He knew what he was getting himself into. <laughs> he lived off of Sha- uh, Shawnee at a point. Like, his family oh, had money. He's, he's, fine. Fine. he's fine. He's just fine. Like, two corgis. Like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, come on. Corgis are the They're rich fine. man's dog. Shout I'm out sorry, the queen's dog. The queen's dog. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was an Shawnee only child. Royalty. Oh, right. Give. I would ask him for the dollar back right now. <laughs> Are you still in contact with this man? Yeah, let's find You know what? I could probably send him a Facebook message right now and he would still laugh about it. So, like, it's one of those things where... But he, like... I'll never forget. He, uh... I gave him back the dollar and he was like, Oh, why are you giving me this? Like, this was the deal we had. And I go, yeah, well, my parents said I had to give it back. That's not how the mob works. Your parents aren't involved unless you're Italian. You you ask about my stories from my childhood and then his. 
stories from his childhood and it's easy to see oldest youngest (laughs) where they did not give a shit at this point like all their power was already put towards me and Jonathan look at you getting all red (laughs) I just I remember all the times I would be out shoveling and dad would make me come in and make Dan go out yeah well the the difference is though I would always, my dad would be like, who's shoveling the driveway? And I would be the first to go out. Yeah. So then, and that got to a point where it was always like that. Brownie so, points. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Of so course. my dad was like, okay, you're staying in, someone else go out. Yeah. I, I think being the youngest of two, my parents had a very good child. The first one is very quiet, kept to themselves. And then they got me. <laughs> And I think they tried so hard for so long to, like, at least put in some effort. And then they gave up. And then it became a joke, like, oh, she's a drama queen or she's a troublemaker. And I'm like, (laughs) I took it and fucking ran. (laughs) And then they gave up. At least they tried. They tried for for a bit. I'll be honest. I give them props. But after the age of, like, seven or eight – I was done for. Yeah, it and was then over. you get to that point too, where my my brother went to college in Canada. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm in sophomore year of high school, and then I start having a car. I start driving. I start going places, and of course they're not going to check on the child an hour and a half away in Oakville. They're going to check on the child knew, that's here. Yeah. So then they became overprotective to the point where I didn't do anything. Oof. Then you start sneaking shit, and it's like. It gets bad, but then 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 my brother comes back with all these stories like, yeah, I tried weed and I <laughs> go to clubs and I have partners and this and that. And it's like <laughs> they don't give a fuck. They're like, yeah, you're exploring yourself. Good job. And it's like <laughs> I just went down to 7-Eleven and I'm grounded, <laughs> I'm grounded for the next week because I yep. wanted some fucking yeah. munchies. Yep. I, I told my parents I was a – well – they thought I was going to Kevin's, but the the plans just changed that day yeah. for whatever reason. I was supposed to go to his place, but we ended up being with Randy because uh, I wanted to hang out with Randy, too. And we were trying to convince him, and Randy fucking told me this. <clears throat> remember how I've told you this before? Mm-hmm. You'll, hit, you'll know exactly what I'm saying. I know this story. I paid for Randy's haircut that day so he would hang out with us because I used to pay for everything for my best friend from high school while we were at high school. So he was like, if you pay for me to get a haircut, I'll hang out with you guys today. But if not, he was going to go see this like side hole he was seeing at some point. So I paid for his haircut. <sighs> So that he would stick around, and that's where we we ran into Jordan at Supercuts, and that's when we hang, ended up hanging out that last day. Yeah. So everything happens for a reason, which is really funny. But when my parents found out I was at Randy's and not Kevin's, I got grounded for a week. Yep. I was a senior in high school. Oh, I know. Yeah. The fuck? What am I doing here? I love you, Mom. I know you're listening. To this right <laughs> love you, Mom. Love you. But, love like, you. but, Mom, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not a bad kid at all. That's the other thing is like I really like drugs and alcohol weren't well sophomore year I all of my friends were seniors yeah when I was a sophomore because my brother's age so it was like that point where you're buying vapes because you're 18 and you look old enough to like go to vape link and stuff yeah or get alcohol from your older siblings or whatever so 
that's where it started. And then I would go out and do stuff and be out late. And they thought the worst of the situation rather than just giving me the benefit of the doubt. Like, oh, she's fine. Oh, yeah. I still got – I think I got grounded at like 20 years old. Damn. Ground, quote, unquote. Quote, grounded. unquote, yeah. But yeah, no car, no phone. And it's like – yeah, I think they got the message after I moved out for the first time, and it wasn't even because of, like, I'm leaving or whatever. It was just, like, at the point where when I moved back, they were like, oh, he's had his own life for, like, this whole year now where he's been, like, literally taking the bus everywhere and yeah. figuring out his own transportation to yep. places without, like, and then they kind of see you different after yes. a while. yeah. God, I wish it's I was out. so I weird. It, 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 all in good time. Yeah, I'm in no rush to move out of my parents' house. I mean, I stayed till I was like I was in and out intermittently, but I got my apartment when I was like 28, like maybe. And that's like that's the thing is like my dad is essentially my roommate right now. Yeah, I don't even live with my mom. I see her sometimes, and I I am paying and doing all my own shit anyway. So it's like. Technically, I am living with a roommate, but he's my dad. Yeah. And it's like, I'm in no rush to, you know, I've got another two year and a half of school. So it's like, So you stay there while you're doing that. You don't Mm want to, when you're balancing both, it becomes like way, way, way too much. Like I was thankful that I never had to like pay for my own housing when I was in school because there were times, especially because it was theater school, where I'm like, I'm in... Uh, I'm in shows for the next three weeks. So can you guys just like take me off the schedule for three weeks yep. and then put me back once I'm there? Yeah. <clears throat> and I always had a job that was flexible with doing that. So they'd yeah. be like, yeah, fine. Just let me know when you could come back. But like at the time, it's like I'm making like 75 bucks a week yep. j- just to yep. spend on like, you know, maybe like some food on the side or something like that. Yep. <laughs> you don't need much else at that point. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Why spend the money if you don't have to? Right. And I, I'm i in a good place now. I used to work two jobs and school um, because of my work study and I also worked retail. And I, it was just so much. It gets whelming after a while. It's a lot. I mean most <clears throat> days I get paid to do my homework and just sit there. But some days it's like yeah. it's a full four-hour shift yeah. of running around and doing shit for other people. And it's like yeah. – I just don't – like I, I didn't have the mental capacity for it. So I was like I got to leave retail and then my parents saw how much I wasn't home mm. and how much I was doing on my own and they're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Like you're an adult now. And now they don't really give a fuck but it's like they just got that mentality that like, yeah, she's still in school. She's still at home. Yeah. But it's not high school. The, this is the time to be doing that stuff too. Like – you're in school, you should be like invested in that first and foremost. Absolutely. And if there's any other stuff, it should be set because that, like, when you get out into the real world after that, you already are so yeah. versed at what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> like, I was theater school is so hard because people are not built for the long days. They're not built for the long days. They're not built for the mental toll it takes hearing all that criticism. I'm not built for that a lot of the time. I'm like, I fake like I am most of the time, but I'm not built for fucking criticism or shit like that. Um, But you're, there are times where you're putting in 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. days. Yes. Like five days a week doing that. Yep. And so you just, 
live at school. Like that's what you yes. do. Yeah. You just invest yourself in your work. If you're li- like I used to get home at like 11:30 sometimes in NT if I was living out here. Yeah. I ended up finding places closer to campus where I would just crash yep. and like hang out. But you you put in that work because it makes you better in the long run. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just yeah. does. Absolutely. I don't know. What do we got for news before we get out of here for All the right. day? Well, yeah, <clears throat> news we have. Oh, well, uh, GTA 6 was finally announced. Uh, yeah. That was a big thing. So um, For 2025, right? Yeah, 2025. Uh, super exciting, though. We finally have it 10 years later. <laughs> it wow. came, uh, wait. 13 years Damn later? near, yeah. Yeah, 13 years <clears throat> later. Um. Yeah, that was a whole thing. Uh, the it did the release date was uh, the trailer was going to come out, and then uh, someone at Rockstar's son leaked the trailer on TikTok. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Mm. So then they kind of just were like, "Yeah, we're it's out here. It is." So they couldn't even do it when they wanted to. You know, <laughs> it was just out, and they were like, "Yeah, this is it." Here and then they just put it out themselves. Yeah, that yeah, day that makes so, sense. At, at that point, you just do it. <clears throat> yeah, at that point. Uh, da, 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 let me see. IGN gave Wonka a seven out of ten. So hmm. interesting. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I guess there was a leaked photo of Deadpool three that confirms another big character. I haven't seen who that is. Hmm. But I haven't either. That's interesting. Um, I, I kind of want—I don't know—I kind of want to avoid it, but like, then again, I'm not like that high in on everything going on right now. So. Yeah, I know what you mean. So, well, we'll see what happens there. Deadpool, I'm still holding out hope for. Um, the yeah, I'm still holding hope for it. Uh, the Legend of Zelda movie director wants it to be a live action Miyazaki. Hmm. I don't know how, um, how to do that, but... I think that's way too bold. Yeah. I think he should lower his expectations a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah. Just a little Just bit. A little bit. It, it, that's that's going to be tough to recreate. Uh, Live action and Miyazaki don't uh, no, go together. Go together. They don't go exactly. together. They don't yeah. go together. There's so. some things you just can't do. Yeah. That's a weird one. We'll see. I will say, I think I'm getting uh, Tears of the Kingdom for Christmas. Hey, let's go. Let's go. Because awesome. that's that's the one video game I asked for, so I think I'm going to get it. That game's awesome. It's so much fun. <clears throat> Seriously. Um, rest in peace to Norman Lear, who was... Um, he created the legendary TV series uh, All in that fa- All, in the, All family, in the Family. Jefferson's, yeah, I saw that. One day at a time. <clears throat> that at the age of one hundred and one. Damn, wow. man, he lived a, a long life, for a good years. life for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, just not big news, but I think it's worth mentioning. Um, the trilogies on the Switch for the uh, Batman Arkham trilogies on the Switch. Now include a tribute to Kevin Conroy. Yeah, I saw game, that, which is that's very sweet, cool. Yeah. yeah, I just think that's. I think, that's and I saw they put Patman in that too. They're going to be yeah. yes, yeah. I th- yeah yeah he's in already, I believe. How uh, it, how have I not him. been calling him that this whole time? Patman. That's the easiest way to that like. Is, I've been saying Battenson this whole time. Patman true. is way is Pattinson. way easier. <laughs> Patman is so much easier. Patman. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, also, um, 
Lego came to Fortnite, which is crazy. I saw that. I've I've played a couple rounds in the past few days, and I am so not used to People it. People are already doing ridiculous shit in that. I'm not. Um, I I haven't tried the Lego side to it yet, but I'm just playing the update. And yeah. it's so I the, the feel is so bizarre right now, and I it makes me want to give up on it so bad. It, and I like, and I say that like in such a minor way because I'm not. But it's just that change of the style that's like, oh, I'm never going to get used to this. I'm never going to get used to. This. But then while I'm thinking, I'm going. You just got to play a few games. You'll be fine. Right. You'll be fine with it. Yep. That's true. Because I heard, yeah. I didn't buy those M&M skins for nothing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing that. Fair enough, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I want to try it out. People are already doing ridiculous shit in that game. I heard a lot of it, like the running animation has changed, right? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I heard but a lot it, of it. It doesn't there. feel any different, but like the animation is yeah, just weird looking. Different. And then the, the, the aiming, I'm noticing some different shit. Um, the workbenches are cool. The way you can upgrade your guns to certain things. Hmm. Have you heard about that at all? Oh, you know what? A little bit, yeah. So you can add, like, I had an AR today that I added, like, uh, like a, uh, like a stock yeah. where I could, like, okay. minor yeah. my recoil and then I put a suppressor yeah, I remember on it. Tyler yeah. mentioned something about that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah that's, that's stuff's cool. cool. That stuff's cool. Uh, do we want to see or hear of the leaks from Deadpool 3? Yeah, go ahead. Predator. Is that Mickey? Mickey Mouse. <laughs> And Steve Urkel. That's incredible. <laughs> okay, then. Predator, Mickey Mouse, and Steve Urkel. Um, oh, uh, the Game Awards happened, which was big. Um, oh, already? Yeah, mm-hmm. they they happened. Um, we when got a... What's that? When was that? I'm not sure, to be honest. It happened three days ago? Mm. So, says so what, Friday, Thursday, Friday? Yeah, Thursday? yeah. Um, when did Tyler text us about Baldur's Gate? Because I'm that's not sure. so. That's it must have been Thursday happened. night. Yeah. It must have been Thursday night. Maybe Friday, but um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, we got a trailer for a free DLC for um, God of War, which I, Ragnarok, which Dope. I'm actually excited about. Mm-hmm. It's called Valhalla, and it seems like oh, it's yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, it seems like it's just kind of like an arena kind of thing. Yeah, I'm probably gonna do that. It's free, so why not? Why not? You, know, might, as you well. might as well. Um, Haido Kojima and Jordan Peele announced a new game slash movie hybrid collaboration. Interesting. Didn't know that. Hmm. Or? Um, I, that's my guess. I'm, to be honest, I'm a little worried about that because I am not a huge fan of Death Stranding. Everyone knows that. To be fair, I haven't played the game, but. You love it. <laughs> you and Tyler love it. Let, dude, don't front. The game is. You guys are like, what how, is this? This is I love so it for weird. How fucking bizarre it is. It is like you watch that game, and it's it's literally like a bad acid trip. It is like, what the hell is happening in this game? It is ridiculous. Nice. Um, we got the trailer for a new Blade game. I saw coming, that too. Yeah, which surprised me. Um, Last of Us won best game adaption at the Game Awards. What a surprise! Yeah, mm. Right. Um, 
The DLC for Ragnarok comes out December 12th, so in two days from now. I'm sick of the same game being remade a hundred different times. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Stop. Uh, Baldur's Stop. Gate wins. Um, Baldur's Gate 3 went one game of the year at the Game Awards. Nice. Tyler called that. It, it won it a should. yeah. It won a lot of it, which was I was oh, very really? surprised. I heard. Yeah, it won. Uh, I'm, I forgot exactly which awards it won, but it won a lot of awards. It, like Tyler said, it Good for it them. pretty much swept. And yeah, shout out to him because he really called that. What was the last game that swept? It was like two years ago. Elden Ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No. No. Elden Ring. God of War won. Everything that just about everything that year, and then Elden Ring took game of the year. I don't know if that was two years ago, but that yeah, that's what it was. Okay, won. I thought Ragnarok won like best like music, best direction, best actors, best this that everything, and then Elden Ring took game of the year. Okay, that made sense for me to be honest because. Elden Ring was such an incredible game, but everything about how Ragnarok was done deserved it. It absolutely – but Elden Ring, Elden Ring definitely deserved it that year because it got so many people into Souls-like games. And that completely changed everything. So That is true. Yeah. It, yeah. it was just so – yeah, but I believe that's how – I believe – was that two years ago or last year? That's what I can't remember. It's 2022. 2022. 2022. Yeah. So last year. That would have been last year. And time just goes by I so know, like, yeah, weirdly. Seriously. I still need to play Elden Ring. But, you know, despite I'm actually, I'm, you know, the awards are great and everything, but I'm actually really sad that Spider Man did not get any awards. Spider Man 2. Is it because it came out too late, though? No, I don't think so. I think it might have missed yeah. the cutoff. It got seven nominations, and it didn't get anything. Really? Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I'm actually, I, I don't know if that includes Yuri, too, for his voice acting. If so, that would be devastating, because he did such an incredible job I heard in that, that game. And if he didn't win that, I I would be very upset. I heard the guy who voiced Kratos uh, called out. Christopher Judge. Modern Warfare. Yeah. For, like, all their bullshit. So I don't know why people are so mad. He called out on stuff that has been very obvious for years. Holy <laughs> He said... He said, fun fact, my speech was longer than this year's Call of Duty campaign. For real? <laughs> and that's a lie? Like... How dare he? How dare he say that? Dude, it's 100% accurate. They don't give a shit about their main game anymore. No, they don't. They're putting out an $85 a year multiplayer game. And that's fucked up. That's all they want. That's fucked up. And that's the thing, though, is all anyone wants to do is They're they're hiding it behind a campaign so that they still have an excuse to put it as a platform game. When, like, we have seen... If you want to transition Battle Royale games the right way, yes. you make them free somehow and find add-ons to make your money with. Fortnite Absolutely. has done it for almost 10 years now. That's very true. Yep. For almost like we're getting to that point in time where they're almost there. Mm-hmm. Like they they found a way. All these other people are finding a way. Minecraft is finding a way with like 
to stay relevant to all these kids. Roblox is finding this way to like stay relevant to all these people and still be of minimal cost. Mm-hmm. Call of Duty is getting to the point where you cannot justify paying that money no. for it. Yeah, they have to lower the price. Like least. for they what reason? To. For if they did, I'll tell you this right now. If they were to just like take out campaign and they were like, we're going to do an entirely zombies based Call of Duty game and do that, I would buy it in a heartbeat. Me too. But people don't like zombies anymore. But but if they did like, if they did like, we're going to do all old maps, we'll include Outbreak in this, Mm -hmm. we'll do this whole new mode that'll be in here now, like all that. I'd buy it because I know that there would be a night that the mo- that the Moop Squad would yeah. like get together oh, yeah. and do that. It has like, to be made by Treyarch, though. It has to it be has made to by be. Treyarch. Like it is just, it's it no, no, there's no substitute yeah. for that at all. But the fact that they keep <laughs> d- like hiding this as oh, this is this linear storyline that we're following with them. Mm-hmm. Stop it! Stop doing that. Yep, no. I agree. Makes I, no sense I, uh, to me. Absolutely agree. So, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 won Best Ongoing Game. Nice. Baldur's Gate left with six trophies. They got Best Game of the Year, Best Community Support, Best RPG, Best Multiplayer, Best Performance, and Best Player's Voice category. Holy crap. Wow. So they did beat Yuri with Best Performance, and that's devastating. Yeah. But man, holy shit, that's insane. That is really insane. I can't insane. believe that. That's insane. Um, yeah, it says the devs are a little peeved with Christopher Judge's uh, dig at Call of Duty. Who fucking cares? Boo hoo. Who fucking cares? <laughs> fucking get over it. It's yeah, the get truth. Over it. Seriously, seriously. Uh, okay, so this is all the winners. Uh, Baldur's Gate game of the year best game direction was Alan Wake two. Okay. Best narrative was Alan Wake 2. Okay. Best art direction was uh, Alan Wake 2. Best score in music was Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best audio design was Hi-Fi Rush. Best performance was Neil Newborn, um, BG3. Baldur's Gate 3, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Baldur's yeah, that'd be, that'd be Baldur's Gate. Um, games for impact. Tichia? <laughs> it's T C H I A. I don't know. Tia. Tia. T- oh, yeah. yeah, there you go. I'm not Probably saying it again because I'm going to butcher it. <laughs> Best ongoing game, Cyberpunk's 2077. Best indie game, Sea of Stars. Best debut indie game, uh, Cocoon. Best mobile game was Hano- uh, Honkai Star Rail. Okay. Uh, best community support, Baldur's Gate 3. Best VR AR game was Resident Evil Village. Hmm. Uh, innovation, innovation and accessibility went to f- uh, Forza Motorsport. Uh, best RPG, Baldur's Gate. Best fighting game, Street Fighter 6. Best family game, oh, Super- damn. Best family game, Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, best fighting game, that is... That's a surprise. They beat Mortal Kombat. I'm kind of not because I heard about how good Street Fighter Six was. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Yeah. I, I heard a lot of lot of positive review about that. Uh-huh. Uh, best action game, Armored Core 6. Best action adventure game, Legend of Zelda, Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom. Yep. Good for them. 
Uh, best sport racing game, Forza Motorsport. Best <coughs> sim strategy, um, Pikmin 4. Best yeah. multiplayer, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Content creator of the year, Iron Mouse. Uh, best, no one cares. <laughs> it's all esports, sorry. Sorry, esports. I honestly don't care, though. <laughs> Most anticipated game of the year, um... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, the next one. I kind of, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, but I kind of hate that award too, <laughs> a little bit. For because Fair enough. I yeah. think before, I think twenty twenty one, Elden Ring won yeah. most anticipated. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact that Baldur or uh, yeah, the fact that. Oh, no, because that would be 2022. 2022 was... What one? Oh, that was... Was that um, Elden Ring? 2022? No, for most anticipated. Oh, most anticipated. Would it have been... That's a good question. It might have been Tears at that point. It could have been. It definitely could have been nominated as well. Yeah, because that... I'm trying to think of what games were super anticipated for this year. Maybe Spider-Man? Look Possibly. At, He's looking at the, it right now, I think. The wiki. It yeah, should show all the nominations, the too. Down at the bottom. Let me see. Um, it might have... Oh. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, so this year... the Yeah, this was last year when they won... Yeah, Ragnarok won six awards. Um, shoot, I can't find it. Um, go to winners and nominees. Oh yeah, go, okay, yeah, winners and nominees. Uh, there's a chart at the bottom. Keep is there? Yeah, right there. Oh God, yeah, I never use this. You're the best. Oh my God, I never, I've never seen this before in my life. <laughs> um, okay, this ongoing game. Shoot, where is it? It's somewhere here. It's somewhere. I'm it's guessing it would be like Tears. Just Maybe. knowing that how annoying the Zelda fan base is, me being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know how annoying we are. They're like, we can't wait! Anything Dude, else with Link! That game was so incredible. I can't wait for you to play it. It's going to be so good. So 21. They don't have it on the chart. Was Elden Ring, mm-hmm. and then twenty two was an- anticipated was Elden Ring, and then twenty two. Oh, anticipated was Elden Ring for twenty twenty one. Yes, yeah, okay. yeah. So then twenty twenty two was. Yeah, I can't find it anywhere. I don't know why. Hmm. Let's see, multiplayer anticipated. Yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. But that makes sense. Oh wow. Okay, so it was Final Fantasy, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, and Starfield were the other nominees. I forgot that those all came out this year, too. Starfield, I'm kind of surprised it didn't win. Did it win anything? No, Kirby got Family Game. Yeah. As it should. That As game is should. so fun. It's so, it's so good. Fun. Honestly, better in yeah. multiplayer than it is solo. Yeah. That is... Oh, so fun. <laughs> Yeah, Starfield, I don't think, won anything. 
But that also got a lot of people playing. Yeah, it did get a lot of people playing, but it also it wasn't the best either. It wasn't. It had a lot of glitches and stuff like that. That is true. Yeah. That is true. And then, like, the, I know the biggest thing was, like, they said you could go planet to planet, but if you try just flying to a planet from your ship, you'll go right through the planet. You have to uh, fast travel to go there. Yeah, it definitely is. A little and that's kind of bullshit, you know? Especially when you have a game like um, No Man's Sky where you can you literally just, just fly, fly straight into the straight planet, to it. you know? so That makes way um, more sense. But people are actually mad at the people who did the awards because only 18% of the game awards were actually awards. 18% of it. That's what weird. was the other? It was... 80, the other two, 80, uh, 82% of it was trailers and et cetera. Performance by Ice Spice. <laughs> <laughs> they did it like a disowner. Uh, they were giving speeches, stuff like that, being told to wrap it up um, after about one minute uh, with music being played shortly after. As many noted, this stood in especially stark contrast at the time of the time that was devoted to celebrities and special guests. Yeah. So, yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. yeah. That sucks, though. That's just like, yeah, I hate when they make it like a a debut kind of thing for, like, games and stuff like that instead of actually just making yeah. it the old. Yeah, it's that's annoying. Not the, that's not the time. Exactly. The place. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So. But <sighs> that's pretty much it. Um, weekend is coming to Fortnite for a concert. I saw that. That's pretty much it. Shohei Otani is now a Dodger, which is wild. I I kind of figured, but that's the most insane contract I've ever seen in sports. I think I saw that. Did you see that? Ten years, seven hundred million dollars. Jesus. Ten years, seven hundred million dollars. Don't tell me baseball's fucking dead. First of all, (laughs) because people are still getting paid ridiculous amounts of money to do that. But like, that's just that's an insane. That is a lucrative contract. It is insane that one person would get paid seven hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's that's more than some teams' payrolls. Yeah, it's it's just wild to that me. Is wild. But it shows you how talented the fucking dude is. <laughs> There's that's never going to be anybody like him again. <laughs> never going to be anybody like him again. Uh, uh, go Bills. Go Bills. Even though it's, I don't know how to feel about tonight. Who do we play? Chiefs. But the Chiefs don't look great. But the Bills also find a way to lose. Always. Yep. They just always find a way to lose. Always fucking find it. Uh, the big the thing, bills. so I'm still holding on to dear life to my number one seed in the La Familia League. I am holding on to dear life. If I keep it this week, I win the number one for the regular season and I get $100 just from that. That's just from nice. that. So I cover what I paid yeah. this season, which would be incredible. That would be nice. Last week, I. Damn near lost it. I was this close. I was down like 23 points or so. I had one person left to play. It was Jamar Chase, number one receiver mm-hmm. for the Cincinnati Bengals and one of the best receivers in the league. Joe Medina had Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk also been tearing it up for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's an incredible receiver. 
Game hasn't even started. My whole chat is talking shit to me all day. But how I'm losing. Joey hits in the in the chat. Told you Torres. Told you. Told you I was going to beat you this week. They're already saying like Jamba hadn't paid the the guy I'm facing for number one. Pretty much. Mm-hmm. They're saying like, well, he didn't pay yet, so Jamba, you can just not pay, and like I won't have to pay you out the hundred dollars or whatever. Monday comes. Christian Kirk on the first drive for offense for the Jacksonville Jaguars makes one catch, gets hurt, goes out for the rest of the game. No way. Jamar Chase proceeds to put up 32 points for me, and I fucking win the game. Nice. I burned down my group chat the entire week. (laughs) The entire week. But today... So here's here's the thing. If Jambo loses today, I get the number one no matter what. Like mm-hmm. he is he needs to win today in order to have any hope. I I had someone in my lineup the other day who was questionable up until game time and forgot to check 30 minutes before game time and he was ruled out. So it is an automatic zero for that slot uh, on my roster. Tough. So I have to hope my team fucking picks it up yeah. today and I can get a win. Or so if I win or he loses, it's a guarantee. If I lose and he wins, I lose the number one seed, which is fine. I don't care. That's no, I, I'm in the playoffs. Really... Regard. I'm in the playoffs regardless. So nice, we're still though. like pushing this. Like that hundred dollars would be nice, dude. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. It'd be, it'd be a nice thing to just yeah. like have and the bragging rights for the rest of the year for being number one in the regular season would be unparalleled. Absolutely unparalleled. I've had my division locked up for like three weeks. You know what's annoying too? If I made one switch like two weeks ago just on my roster for a guy that was on the bench, I'd have the number one seed locked up right now because I lost that game by like four points. Jesus Christ. But that's just how it goes with that shit. Yeah, that's how the cookie crumbles. (sighs) But we got to just pray for me. Because like I'm gonna be I'm gonna be talking shit all Fingers week. Cross. I'm gonna be talking <laughs> shit all week if I get this. Because I get that buy and I won't have to worry about that team for two weeks. Yep. If I could do that and I could just pick up stuff off waivers. <laughs> uh, until then, um, there's one more weekend left of Christmas Rose. Yes. That you can catch over it. at the Ghost Light Theater. Um, this coming Wednesday, uh, Thursday is the 14th, so 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th uh, for the final days. 2 o'clock on Sundays, 7 o'clock on Thursdays, 8 o'clock on Friday, Saturday. Um, you could check out what's going on on our network every Wednesday or so. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you check out Hear Me Out. Usually the episodes pop up every Friday or so, right? You yeah, guys usually, release? usually by the end of Friday, if not Saturday. Yeah. So make sure you check them out. They are an excellent, excellent music podcast. Elena, I love. thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank you for thank being here. Thank you guys here. for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. We'll, of course. Uh, we'll definitely have you back because you fit right in. <laughs> uh, yeah. But we uh, we really enjoy their show. It's We have two flagship music shows now, which is Modern Day Mixtape and Hear Me Out. And they're both so unique in each way that like, if you love music, you'll love both of them for different reasons. Um, so make sure you get them. Goat Games has three dope episodes right now. They have a Goat yeah, Games that they gotta, put out. They have their Undertale episode, which oh. is so good. Oh, I got um, And they do their Goaties, 
which are like their yeah. Game of the Year awards, which their format is hilarious for it because some of the games that they played are just like games from like 1997 that like <laughs> they played. So it doesn't have to be current stuff. They're just playing. They're rating the best games they played this yeah. year. Awesome. Um, yeah. Make sure you check out Modern Day Mixtape. Ben was just their last guest mm-hmm. on the episode, I believe. Right? I no. So. No, no, no. Me and you uh, popped in. Oh, yeah. We for popped a minute, in at yeah. the end for, for a hot minute. Uh, eat Sleep List every Tuesday or so. Yes, sir. We're normally out with it. Uh, me and Matt have some fun stuff planned for the holidays coming up. And, you know, his days are numbered as far as being full time on our oh, show until, yeah, until right, Brian right. comes on and takes over. Um, but make sure you check all of that out. Until then, make sure you're taking care of your mental health make sure everything's good um oh uh what was what the hell did i watch yesterday two movies i wanted to mention before (laughs) oh i see okay okay gotcha gotcha i gotta catch up i gotta start watching movies um there's they're just they're they just came out with this movie on netflix with natalie portman it's called May December. May December. It's fucking weird. Mm. <laughs> Natalie Portman. Psych thriller or, or just weird. She's an actress. Natalie Portman's playing this actress who is doing research. This the movie she's in is about this woman who is a teacher who slept with her thirteen year old student. Oh, and they, I saw that. And I they s- stayed together and ah. like had a family. Oh. Ah! I saw a uh, clip from that. And it's like, it's her getting deep into that role. And it's like, it's fucking weird. It's good. It's a good movie. It's fucking weird. It's it's out there for sure. Because you see how much Natalie Portman's character starts getting invested in all of it. And it's uh, it, it was it was a great watch though. It was very okay. uh, yeah. entertaining from start to finish, and it had me guessing like, what the hell is going to go on with this? Um, and then this, May December, May December, yeah, like M A Y December, yeah, like the two months. Okay. Um, hold on, and then there was one. Yeah. That's. Oh, I've definitely so I've been doing my American Dad Christmas episodes because I usually do that of course throughout the year. So I did um, the one where Nemo's the Antichrist uh, the other day. That so yeah, was so bad. <laughs> the Steve the uh, the Steve was arred by a confused lesbian episode. It's the only <laughs> line I could ever remember, dude. There's that, and then there's Jeff dying. I love. I love Jeff, Jeff dies when what? he goes, but I love the end of the episode. It stands like, Jeff, yeah, I, I thought, thought you, you died. died. Nope. All right. All right. <laughs> Let me just move on from All it. All right. Um, <laughs> I the, love that. The other Christmas movie, which I usually watch this every year, but it is, people say it's a shitty movie. I don't think it's necessarily. Sometimes the shitty movies at Christmas are decent ones, yeah. but it's surviving Christmas. With um, Ben Affleck and Christina Applegate. Um, It's him being this rich douchebag. And he doesn't have, like, anybody for Christmas. Has, like, no family. No, that he Him and his girlfriend break up right before it. Um, And so this therapist tells him to go to his childhood home and burn, like, this list of regrets outside of it. Um, So he ends up 
because he's rich, he ends up saying, like, I think I need to stay here for Christmas and that'll that'll solve all my problems. So he offers the family $250,000 to let them spend, like, the Christmas holidays with it. But it's him, Christina Applegate, um, Catherine O'Hara, oh, wow. um, and James Gandolfini. Who her and James Gandolfini are married in the movie, which is oh. such a weird combination. That's but like weird. it's Tony Soprano, which like yeah. is he's just so fucking good in everything he does. Um, but it's a cute movie. It's okay. it's definitely one of those weird like out there ones. Uh, they he hires a guy to play his grandfather, who's like in all the <laughs> local community theater stuff, which oh, I thought was hilarious. Oh uh, but yeah, two two movies if people are looking for yeah. stuff out there. This Thank week. you, appreciate nice. that. Yeah. Um, until next time, we will end this episode the way we always do with a one, two, three. See ya. See ya.